What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and this week I got Johnson, Jam, and Joe. Yo, yo, yo. Coming in clutch, Kali. What up, people? And our brother from down under is CJ. Hey guys, thanks for having me again. It is wonderful to be here with you on the other side of what has been labeled the greatest gaming moment of our lives. Of course, the Xbox E3 presentation in 4K, running 120 frames per second on the Series X. Oh, I went early. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, look, look, I think you should pose, uh, pose a toast to PlayStation because that was a hard, it was a hard show to watch. And look, to their credit, to their credit, I forget the guy who's running it now. Not old Jimmy Ryan, but that Hans Holzer. Holzer, is that, it's a very Japanese name for a Japanese company. And, and it was great to see that he didn't, he didn't take the sour biscuits. He came out and congratulated Xbox on a wonderful, yeah. yes, that's it. Herman Holst, the, the great Japanese <laughs> family Holst, uh, from the Sony. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, leading, leading the. He's, what is he? The chief of Xbox. Uh, Xbox chief of PlayStation. Gee, yeah, he's the most chief of Xbox. Running the PlayStation. But he did. No, he did. You know, all, all, kudos to him. He did come out and said that was an amazing conference. We couldn't have done better. We couldn't have done. Well, anything. I mean, you know. <laughs> When you don't show up and you still don't lose, I feel like that's a win for them, you know? Oh, uh, look, what were they going to show, Joe? They were going to show Returnal. They were going to show some Ratchet and Clank. And they were going to show a massive Microsoft logo followed by Ghostwire. That's they all they had to show. No, but they were going to show us a whole bunch of PS, PS4 games because everything's coming to PS4. Yeah, that's right. They were going to open that vault, weren't they, Joe, with all the completed games? And, uh, and a couple <laughs> oh, of, yeah. that's a throwback. Oh, well, who was right? <laughs> They're just sitting on them done games. <laughs> All right, guys, this is the Loot Bros podcast. This is a general video game and trash talk podcast. There might be some uh, some some dr- drive by, run by kids running through here tonight. Man, it's wild up in the Ellsworth house. Um, so yeah, if you don't mind checking out the, uh, all the stuff that we do, check out the socials, join the Facebook group, join the discord. we got a bunch of newbies in the discord. That's been pretty dope. I think some of CJ's, um, beloved followers and, um, cult <laughs> members have been joining us. Cult members. Yeah, they're just waiting for the latest on whether I'm dead or not. They're like, finally, yeah. he's gone. Finally. <laughs> we thought he was dead before and then he resurrected <laughs> and joined those. It's hard, it's hard to get rid of Australians, as you know, Daryl. I mean, <laughs> you guys are basically it's like spiders. <laughs> it's like you live everywhere. amongst the most deadliest things in the. It's basically Australia is like a blood, like a Dark Souls game. It's like blood. Yeah. Everything there is trying to kill you all the time. So, like, why wouldn't you just never die? You, you know what I love? I love about this country. There's all these deadly things yet, and still the number one killer in this country is ourselves drinking ourselves to death, which is just wonderful. It's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, as I sip on my Pepsi Cola, yeah, there you go, rotting your insides because it's not Diet Coke. All right. So as we typically do with the uh, Loot Bros podcast, we open the show up with the toast. Some of us have already popped off a little early, but that's okay. This week, I would like to toast to all of the amazing games shown at E3. Uh, whether you love the conferences or hated them, we will find out. Um, it was good, man. Lots of games. Lots of cool stuff that I had no like clue about and hadn't been spoiled for me. So, yeah, everybody want to raise your glasses, pop your caps to that. It's a good one. 
Oh, that's mm-hmm. some good Pepsi. That's some good monster. <laughs> so, all right, guys, before we get into it, so tonight we're going to do things a little bit different. Obviously, this week's official topic is going to be kind of recapping E3, throwing a little bit of mud back and forth on either side of the aisle, having a good time. Wait, but, I have a question. Sure. To, th- to throw shade, don't they have to show up to the conference? Oh, shit. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to that later. I don't know. Shots fired. Um, but we've also got some community questions tonight. I won't forget. And we've got some responses from the community about E3. So before we get into that, CJ, this is the first time you and I have been able to podcast together since you officially joined the Loot Bros. Glad to have you. Thank you, sir. And, uh, with that being said, uh, why don't you open us up with what you've been playing? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, look, as I as I said, like a couple of, <laughs> so it's funny you say that because this is only the second time I've been on so <laughs> since then with, with uh, things just going on or whatever. But as I said before, it's a real wonderful opportunity to join yourself, Joe uh, and Kalai, Tanner um, and Zach. Uh, when they turn up, uh, of course, to, to talk because because it's it's so funny. Like, okay, I'm going to detract slightly here, but I've been listening to a lot of different, um, you know, predominantly, unfortunately, gaming podcasts in the last two weeks because I've been trying to trying to find something, you know, to listen to or whatever to to fill the gaps of, of, of a few that have, have stopped or whatever um, or have become least interesting. And it's so funny. Like, I know you've got all your big podcasts, but I'm sort of more interested in the, the gamers, gamers or whatever. And some of them, I don't know, it's just so it's there's no chemistry or there's no natural talk like it's interesting what they say but it just feels stilted and like I don't know if you ever feel that like Daryl or Clyde Joe when you listen to a podcast sometimes you're like you put it on and whatever the topic you just like feel like you're right there with them they're so like just in in each other and other times it just feels like you know it's it's like doing your sister it's just really weird or something and (laughs) it doesn't doesn't it doesn't it doesn't feel natural. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like listen to a trophy horse. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, but it, it's so so it is it's you know, a long story short, it's wonderful to join you all because it's such a natural experience. I mean, you've all known each other for so long. So it's it's wonderful that you've been so accommodating. And you know, also to have someone on the podcast that has some platinums, it's good to fill your quota. Uh, unlike the trivials. Yeah, yeah, we needed that because I surely are, am not. Yeah, these little 200s is, is rookie numbers. <laughs> uh, okay, so where, where are we? Games we've been playing. Is that is that what we're doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So I'll just throw out, I haven't, haven't been playing a lot. It's sort of, it's sort of funny because like we've been back and forwarding about how many games we've been buying and stuff and it's been getting a little bit out of control. So over the last <laughs> couple of weeks, I, I put together a spreadsheet of, Oh, of geez. the games that I really want to play, um, you know, oh, no, 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 I didn't put a date on it, but you know, like in in the next you know few years, and I wanted to see how many hours <laughs> it will. Well, will you laugh, Kali? But I, I went on that lovely uh, how long to beat website, and I got sort of times, you know, to beat these games, so I could figure out how long everything you, is. Uh, did you contact? Did you contact Corey? Because Corey has a tracker for all that stuff. Oh, does he? Well, that, that would have yeah. been helpful. So Corey, had, so Corey created a like. Well, he didn't create it. He found a spreadsheet. Where you can put in all the hours and it tells you how long you played for the year, how long it'll oh, take wow. you to beat everything in your collection. Yeah, yeah, what, that would have tracks. Uh, he tracks everything. 
That would have been helpful. That was not an Xbox achievement sound in the background. Let me just turn the volume off there. Uh, so, <laughs> so, oh, we got a team. <laughs> The dubstep achievement. Uh, but no, I, <laughs> I, I did it manually and I started, I thought, like, I just want to get 100 games down, like, uh, you know, because I own a ridiculous amount, but I thought there might be 100 here. And it sort of, it blew out to like 140 or something. Uh, and But wow. the, the, more, the more interesting thing is it's come in at like 2,900 hours, which... Like, I don't know, I thought it might have been a lot more than that, and I still think that's a good couple of years if I don't buy anything else. But but one of the most interesting things was how many things on that list, and I'm sure it's the same for all of you, are, like are games from like 2016, you know, 2015, and I was like, how how have I not played these uh... games yet? Um, I feel like you, know, you should. We could use this. We could use this as a topic of the show next week. Yeah. Well, I won't get too. I won't get too deep into it. I'll just sort of leave it there. But as a result of that, that sort of dictated what I chose to play this week. And so I, I've been looking for a JRPG, and and you know, unfortunately, there aren't a lot of them on the Xbox at this stage. Shout out to you, Phil, over in Japan there, looking out for us. But uh, so I did have to go back to the the PS4, and I I oh, tried yeah. this Tales of Berseria, and mm. I. I've never been able to get into the <laughs> Tales series. Is it it's not, it's and... not the best one to start, honestly. It's there. There's a hard like it's a hard series because I think you wouldn't there are there are maybe uh, more approachable JRPGs that you would play before you played these. So these are ones you'd probably come to after you've already played a lot of you know your Final Fantasies, maybe your um you know Dragon's <laughs> Quest, your Nino Kuni's, all this. Sort of it's thing. a different it's a different type of RPG really. I mean it's more of an action based RPG where you know comboing and killing things fast like lead to better better leveling and better score. Mm. And then <clears throat> they're really games where you want to play them multiple times. Um yes. because you get because you, you get perks as you beat them and then you can go through the game faster and faster and faster to get like all the cleanup trophies and stuff like that. Uh I would say my favorite one is probably uh Vesperia. Yeah, see, it's funny because I tried a bit of that one. I tried a bit of Zestero, however you say it, and I just couldn't. No, there's there's Zestaria, Rosaria, and Vesperia. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. They're all like really close. The one that starts with a V is the one that that I like the best. I like the characters the best. Uh, that was actually an Xbox 360 game. So that's, yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I got got my uh, Brazaria on or whatever there, and uh, do, you know, decided to play some Brazaria. And this one isn't on Xbox at all. It for some reason this one never never came out. It's only on on PlayStation of the of the two. So I, I think uh, that's the one that came there instead of going to 360 because after yeah. they made Vesperia, they all went to like PS3 for some reason first. Well, the funny thing is they have a really notorious, uh, you know, problem of selling on the Xbox. They never sold. That's what I read. So they didn't even bother, Bandai didn't bother porting this, which is funny because now they've got the new Tales game coming out uh, in, in September, I think it is, uh, Arise, and they're really hamming that up on the on the Microsoft Store and Microsoft are really putting some money behind it to, to promote great. it. So it does it does look great. So that was the, the driving reason of playing this game. And Daryl, it's been a long time since I've played a game. I'm now 14 hours in and the combat system is really deep in this game. Very, very deep if you want it to be. And I'm still in the, I think it's the tutorial phase because after every few fights, it comes up with new things, you know, new mechanics and stuff, which is, is insane. But I, I think, you know, story-wise, I'm probably approaching the halfway mark. And it's, it's really good if you like... Uh, a narrative story because yes, you got your typical JRP dungeon, 
G dungeon, sorry, that you're running through or whatever else. But there is so much lore, so much story, and it's all voiced, which is wonderful. And then there's these interludes, uh, which are voiced as well. So there's it's like probably almost half gameplay, half story over 15 hours so far, which I'm it's the perfect perfect mix for me and it also has a mode you can play on easy and i haven't had to do any level grinding and i haven't died <laughs> and i think that i know you laugh or whatever but i think that's no really no i get good. i get you because i i talk to clive about this all the time not to interrupt you but like i thought mm. to clive about like if if we have so many hours of games to get through we're gonna have to play a lot of these on easy to get through them of like, course actually yeah. make yes. dents in these collections <laughs> like and I, I you know what i have no problem going baby ass baby mode on some games like yeah. no no problem at all like it, it it has to be done. Like, I'm playing Death Stranding in story mode. Screw that. I'm not, like, first of all, I don't want to play it regardless, but I own it, so I owe it to Kojima to play it, because I told everybody when it was $20 that I would play it, so I started playing it, and uh, we'll talk about it more later, but mm. continue what we've been playing. I- yeah, well, I mean, that's the that's the whole reason, because in a JRPG, you can run up against a level-gated section, and then you spend five hours just whacking a monster, and that's, it, it's not time, you know, constructive when, you, when you're on a sort of a limit or whatever, but this, I haven't felt that at all, which is really good, and, and it hasn't interfered with the story, and I don't, I, I haven't even come close to dying, so I don't think it's going to be a problem the whole way what's through. Your take but- on, what's your take on that, though? Well, like, what, like yeah. what is your take on grinding in RPGs? Like, because... There's there's a there's like there's like a sect of people who like feel like if a game doesn't have grinding, it's not really an RPG. And then there's the other sect who are like newer RPG players who feel like I don't want random battles, I don't want any of that crap. I just want to play through the story. Like, where do you fall? I, I think it comes down to how long you want to play the game. Like, I think like I'm not going to bother with the platinum here. If I did, it would be 80 hours, and yes, I would be playing on normal, and I'd be grinding for for ingredients and all that stuff. So I think it depends. It depends how long you, if you want to invest a hundred plus hours in the game, it's a bit like the assassins. If you want to, if you want to see everything and, you know, in effect grinding all those locations as well for experience to, to build yourself up, you, you're going to, you, you go in knowing you're going to spend a hundred plus hours. But if, if you'd like, okay, I only want to spend, like, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this series or this game. I only want to spend, you know, 20 hours to have this option to avoid the grinding. And I know like purists would not like it or whatever, but I think it's, it's a really good way for me to see the story. and. The, the reason I chose this game, it was sort of recommended by someone else, but coming off the back of Biomutant, it was the first game in ages where I could play the evil character the whole way through and affect the story in a, in a negative way or in a dark way. And Berseria is all about, you're, you're a demon, you know, from, from the actions at the beginning, and you're all about fighting against the light. You know, you eat other characters, you know, and small children <laughs> that get in your way. And, and you know, it's, it's all about, you know, it's, it's a very clear statement about religion it's about against the church i mean the church you know or the the they call them exorcists or whatever else the high members of the church they're very powerful but they gain their magic by harnessing young children and corrupting them um you know in in effect bonding them uh, to servitude to them and it's really it's really interesting how hard they lean into the dark side and you get to play that side and that's not it's not something you get to play often in in um in any big game at all. You know, all these games are, are kilted to making the good decisions or playing, you know, the virtuous path according to the the protagonist or whatever. So I, I'm quite enjoying that. And then I'll just throw one more out because it's it's totally on the other end of the spectrum. And I, I want to throw this out, Daryl, because I want to give the 360 a bit of love because I know you're playing it tonight or whatever oh, yeah. else. And this is a, this is the Elder Scrolls Online. So, so this this game, um, I don't know. I started this game like a year or two ago on the PlayStation, and I don't, you know, and I know it's sacrilege, but I don't 
I don't really get into Skyrim. I don't I don't like the graphics. I like I know it's high fantasy, but I, I prefer the Final Fantasy high fantasy, I think, than than the Skyrim and the Bethesda take on it, which is still you know, loosely grounded in realism in its its architecture, you know, it's even its quest lines and all this stuff. It's not as far out as, you know, some of the, the Final Fantasy, particularly 14 stuff. But but coming back to it now, and it, it's a confusing game to get into because they they keep releasing expansions. And of course the game's had a long life. So there's like seven or eight expansions. And oh, yeah. and when you start the game, it, it it's really good now. If you if you start with the Blackwood, it puts you in this room and you can basically decide which section of expansion on the giant map you want to go to. And they all are all freestanding stories, unlike 14. And also to a degree, unlike World World of Warcraft. Um, they are completely separate stories, you know, or whatever. So you can can start wherever. But it took took about two hours to figure out how to start at the very beginning, <laughs> traveling through all these lands to find the original quest giver. But once I got on the path or whatever, I'm really enjoying it. They have just recently put out a PS5 and Xbox uh, Series X patch, which, <laughs> as as Gaz Davis lovely in the Discord said, "Wow, what is that 360 game you're playing?" You know, but as you'd know, Joe, um, I don't know, Clive, if you've played MMOs. But the the graphics are never going to be like a triple A game. You know, it's it's impossible. I I've so. actually played World of Warcraft for five years. I broke yeah. the habit when I got a three hundred and sixty. <laughs> yeah, so so you know, like you 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 sort of you're not there for the graphics. You make allowances for the graphics for the for the story for the gameplay overall. And, and the graphics in that game again. You know, they use a lot of colors in Final Fantasy fourteen. It's very, you know, overblown and exaggerated. The, the more I've played, and I'm about 20 hours now into this or something, which is literally scratching the surface, it's, you know, they use pastels. They do the draw distances cleverly handled. They use blurring techniques, which, again, if you play MMOs, that's not that's not unusual. And unlike uh, the Final Fantasy fourteen, where they very much play in zones and you, you can only see in your immediate area before you move out, you, you really do get a much bigger depth uh, perception in Elder Scrolls, which, again, if you're not interested in that style of game, it's not going to make any difference to you. But but for someone that is, it's quite it's quite unique. And one of the things that I, I realized how much I've been missing at MMO is that, you know, I started and the first couple of chapters are, are kind of easy. They, they link off each other. And then in the third chapter, you have to get to the top of the map, which, you know, this small section of a map. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'll go up there tomorrow. And of course, that was like a week and a half ago, because every time I play for an hour or two, I, I just move a little bit forward. And there's so many quests to do. And I think that's a uh, I've really been missing that, you know, it's obviously not great for trophies or achievements, but so many quests and all the quests are voiced. And again, unlike Final Fantasy XIV, the quests aren't just random individual fetch quests. They're part of a larger mini quest. So each quest will lead to a next one and there'll be four or five. So I'm really enjoying it. I think, you know, scratching the surface, I think the way they handle the gear sort of things is great. I think the value for your for a subscription, if you choose to pay for it, you don't have to. It is 100% free to play. The value is so much better than 14 in what they give you for that as well. So I'm quite enjoying it and I can, I can see myself falling down that that rabbit hole i think which which doesn't work well in my you know in my list of 2900 hour games or whatever i haven't included that one but uh which is probably too are you sure the 2000 is isn't just scar as in just um eso online <laughs> itself no i didn't the funny thing kali like we can get into this when we talk about that some other time but i left five or six games off the list and they're like i'd be interested in in your takes but we can do it another time they're the games that i sort of i dip in and out of all the time like a uh, cozy grove which is like 
a farming sim. Elder Scrolls Online, a racing game. Fuser, the the music game, um, the Ubisoft uh, music mixing game. I didn't include those in the hours because it's really hard to put an hour limit on those games because you you know there's no real goal you're just playing them so it could be you know 50 it could be 100 it could be who knows how many hours so i left those games out of the list and i think that's about it yeah sweet sweet all right kala what about you i haven't had time to really play because i was like insanely busy uh i took the edit last week (laughs) which I decided, uh, since you were trolling me in last week's edit, because you were like, oh, there's so many trophies, ha ha ha. Did you like my dubstep? <laughs> it's it okay, awesome. he's Australian. <laughs> oh, did you read dubstep? Yeah. <laughs> it was good, it was very good, I liked it. Yeah, so I played Monster Hunter, that was it. Uh, but, I, can I tell my story, should I tell my story now, Daryl? Uh, go for it. So I've had like a shit week. Monday I forgot my wallet. Tuesday I cracked my iPad. Wednesday I'm like I'm so tired. I just want to go to bed. Finally we go to bed. It's like ten thirty at night. I finally go to sleep. At twelve o'clock Jim's like Claire, are you awake? I'm like what's the matter? It's like I don't feel good. I'm like what do you mean? He's like. My stomach hurts. My back hurts. He goes, I might have appendicitis. You might have to take me to the emergency room. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I don't want to take him to the emergency room. Oh, my God. So uh, I was like, okay, honey, uh, let's start with like, you know, okay, you don't feel good. All right. Uh, Did you take gas X? Yeah, I took gas X. It looks like if you have appendicitis, you'll have a fever. So I went uh, That's what I saw online. So I'm like, okay. I uh, went online. I got his temperature. I'm like, you're 96 degrees. I'm like, you don't even have a fever. I was like, what did you have for lunch? He's like, oh, I had, you know, like Italian meats and cheeses and a sandwich. I'm like, and what did you have for your snack? He's like, oh, I had, you know, mozzarella wrapped in uh, Italian meats. And I said, you had pizza for dinner. He says, yeah. I said, Jim, you're like constipated. Your belly hurts because you had like so much gas. It's got the old meat sweats. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So he was mozzarella like, cork. Right? So he was like, okay. He said, like, I think I have to go to the bathroom now. I was like, okay. Uh, so he, go, he goes to the bathroom. I get back in bed. He, I said, how do you feel? He goes, I feel a little better, I think. And he lays on his side, and five minutes later, he's out to sleep. Like, dead asleep. And I'm like, well, I hope I don't have to still take him to the emergency room. I hope he gets better. What if he doesn't get better? So now I'm panicking, Daryl. I panicked till like two. I from twelve to two I couldn't sleep. Then I'm like, okay. I started falling in and out of sleep between two and three. At three o'clock he got up to go to the bathroom. I was like, how do you feel, honey? He's like, Oh, I'm fine now. I'm like, Oh, okay. And go back to sleep. Yeah, my husband thought he had to spend appendicitis. All he had to do was poop. There you go. <laughs> he had a poopicitis. <laughs> that was my week. Paxton will do that, man. He'll like, he'll like, I don't feel good. My stomach hurts. I'm like, go poop. It's not that. I'm like, go poop. It's not that. And then finally, he's. Like, I'll be like, son, go poop. He'll be like, daddy, I don't want to. It takes too long. I'm like, if you just go, it won't take forever. And then he goes, poops, and everything's good. 
Well, I could I could give you a little secret to like how to get them to poop faster if you want. What's that? There's an actual condition. If you do not poop, you will literally you could have what's called reverse peristalsis because that peristalsis is the actual act of pooping. It's when your bowels start to move that fecal matter through your intestines. It actually contracts. And if it doesn't go out one end, it's going to go out the other end. Ah, this so seems cool. like the perfect time to present the new Loot Bros competition, No Shitting for the Week. Now, if you can survive this week, we have a game for you. <laughs> What's more alarming is how your son is like, a, it's your youngest, isn't it? It's like five yeah, or six he's or something. Six years old, yes. Can you imagine what sort of life he's got coming up if he doesn't have time to take a dump at the age of five or six? I mean, he's got, he's got something to look forward to, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, like, this is as good so, as it gets, son. So Take all day in there, mate. <laughs> well, no, you see, the flip side of that is my oldest. He'll take his iPad in there, and he'll play Balloons TD6 for 30, 45 minutes. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm still pooping. I got diarrhea. I'm like, if you literally had diarrhea for 45 minutes, you'd be dead. Like, stop. You love diarrhea. So I, I had, it's a rule in the house. No iPads in the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, that's just a nasty habit anyway and i take my like i don't even take my switch in the bathroom anymore just because like that's anymore. cool he's reformed that's, yeah i'm reformed bro i've seen the light i don't want poop particles on my switch isn't that how sony marketed the vita yeah your, your handheld yeah. for the bathroom yeah that's right that's where i take mine yeah well that's you how you, mean, I, I, mean, I used to call the switch like the the wii u that you could take to the shitter because you couldn't yeah. take the Wii U gamepad in there because it's too far from the seat from the TV. Like if you went like three feet away from your your uh, your Wii U system, the gamepad just like crapped out. No, no pun intended. <laughs> Maybe that's why Sony stopped, you know, supporting the Vita because your Japanese company back then. It was a Japanese company. They made Japanese games back then, not anymore, but back then they did. And perhaps it got lost in translation, you know, from America. And they hear about all these people taking a crap on the Vita. And they're like, oh, this is, t- you know, this is no good. We've got to get rid of this. You know, people don't like it. They're taking a crap with the Vita. And, you know, if they'd have understood, perhaps the whole I mean... company, the direction could have been saved. You know, and, and unfortunately, we we are where we now are with the the lack of an E three presentation, all because <laughs> of that mi- misunderstanding. Because they're all on the crapper with their Vitas. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They can't be bothered to go uh, to E three. You imagine, you imagine Kojima back then in the background going, "Oh, there's a game in this. There's a game in this. A crapper and the Vita. <laughs> I could I could get someone to walk around this open world with nothing and just piss everywhere." There's a game in here somewhere. And it just took him like 10 <laughs> years to find it. It's art. It's mm, right. It's art. Yeah. So, all right, Joe, what about you? Um, I've played a lot of stuff. I mean, I bought a lot of stuff this week. Nintendo oh, had a yeah. huge sale in the eShop, so I bought a whole bunch of games on my Nintendo Switch. So I actually bought Dust, Dust Heaven or Haven. Mm, there you go. It's actually... Uh, or. Haven Dust? Uh, or Heaven Dust? Heaven Dust, yeah. Heaven Dust. I bought it, yeah. No, I think it's Dust Heaven. No, no, it's the other way around. Right. I looked it's at it. Dust, yeah. It's Heaven Dust. It just looks like Dust Heaven when you type it in the, e- the eShop. And then... Each of you have bought a different game. It's awesome. <laughs> no, my game's cooler than yours. No. Um, I bought that. Rune Factory 4. 
uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Leg- Legacy of the Duelist, because I love Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, and nice. uh, Mario, Mario, Mario Rabbid Kingdom Battle, because I wanted to play it, and everybody says it's like really, really good. It's good. It is good. Yeah. Uh, I played a little bit of Monster Hunter with Kalai last Saturday, right after we recorded on last Friday, so we did that for a little bit. Oh my god, that it was so much fun. And that it was, was fun. And it was hysterical when you got to Magma Not Malo. Yeah, and I got fucking dropped like a bad habit. Like I never, I never carded once in that game, and like then I got and then to Magma Malo. Wait, you were bragging. You're like everybody oh, was bragging. I mean, the game is easy until you get that. That's like the first wall, which I was like, okay, there's a wall. Good. At least there's something. Like because I felt like the game was just a cakewalk up to that point, and I was like, oh man, what's this purple dust? Oh wait, you got to jump. Oh, I'm dead, and I'm dead again. And I almost, and, and we almost, and we almost failed the mission because I almost died a third time, and I was like, "Oh!" And then you're like, "Good thing I bought life insurance." Yeah, absolutely. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, but Monster right. Hunter, Monster Hunter's sick. Like, such a good game. CJ, did you pick up Monster Hunter for the Switch? No, no, I'm not a. Uh, that, that, that's a thousand hours that I'm not prepared to commit to at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it was okay. But no monster. Well, you know, no, you know, I did play it. No, wait, I won't take long. I did play it, and I, I agree. Like, I was really interested hearing you speak about it last week, Kalai and Joe, and, and you know, the, the problems about it was a really interesting uh, conversation, actually, about the problems of enjoying the game versus needing to get to the end game so you can actually play with other people and, and play you know really enjoy it and i started playing that monster hunter <laughs> when it came on ps4 or whatever um you know a year or two ago and i didn't have anyone to play with and it, it's not a fun experience by yourself at all no and uh, and it's a hard experience too by yourself yep. and i didn't know what i was doing and i, I dropped off it but i i think Kali's right i think when you get to the end game or you're playing with people it's probably an amazing game i feel like the best things are hard in life Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, um, I would I would tend to agree, sir. There you go, there you go. Uh, I also played Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity as I'm trying to actually beat that because it's the second game in the series, and I put down the first one. So no updates on that this week, guys. Sorry. So I'm playing a uh, Age of Calamity, and I'm actually loving this game, and I've actually gotten to the point where I actually might like it more than the first one now, which is really crazy to say since I spent like 230 something hours in the first one. And I know, like, the, the new one caps out at around, like, 100 and something hours to do everything, as opposed to, like, 1,000 hours to do everything in the other one. So it's, it's far less content. But I feel like what, what the characters can do and how unique each character plays, it's well worth the journey. So if anybody hasn't played uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, it's actually really good. Yeah, now, hang on, it. though, because that game chugs like a mother trucker on the Switch. Have you not found that in handheld? I did. It was so some I, of the... So I'm a, I'm a, like, seasoned Dynasty Warriors player. Been playing since PS2, where, like, dudes just chugged because they were on screen. So, yeah. like, it doesn't bother... It, chug never bothers me with those type of games because I'm so used to it. Mm. So it, does it, happen. it just never... Yeah. It, well, 100% it does. I mean, there's tons of slowdown. I mean, the Switch, I mean, maybe when the Switch Pro ever comes out, ever, um, then maybe we'll have a chugging Dynasty Warriors game. And mm. that'll be the game that the Switch Pro is made for, you know, Dynasty Warriors. So you can, you know, play 4K Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. Because they're not making any other games for it. Yeah. You know, Breath true. of the Wild's not coming out until what, like 2046? Yeah. If it ever comes out. But they just they just dropped a DLC for today. I haven't checked it out yet. I've been playing through the main campaign, and I kind of don't want to download it yet. But I do have the season pass thing for it, so 
Yeah, I bought DLC, guys. Holy crap. Sound the alarm. Do it. It's like the first DLC I bought in like years. I don't even have the Fire Emblem DLC yet, which is crazy because I always buy the Fire Emblem DLC, but I, I don't know. I just haven't been buying DLC. I have too many games to play. Um, so last night, um, Corey and I were streaming, and I was streaming Far Cry 3, or not Far Cry 3, uh, Just Cause 3. Have any of you played Just Cause yeah, 3? That's a good one. That, that is yeah. a good one. Yeah. Holy crap, when you get to one level in that game, it's so hard and ridiculous. It's like this level where like you have to... You have to use the EMP to like blow all the planes out of the sky and the ships out of the water. And like this guy named Mario just keeps running around and getting killed on you. And like you have to protect him. You have to protect the EMP. And you have to take all these ships and guns out. And I'm like, all this has to happen at once. And I'm like, what the hell? And then Corey's like, oh, dude, you're not playing the game right. He's like, what, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, you got to use the zip, the zip feature, like the, like the zip line thing. Like you're, you're. Whatever that thing is that like launches you. Your grapple hook. Yeah, your grapple hook and your parachute. He's like, once you get that down, dude, he's like, the game is so easy. He's like, once you can traverse quickly in that game, like nothing will stop you. So I've been playing I've been playing that like all day today, because I I've had a vacation all week. So I've been playing that all day. And I'm like, this game is really good. And I'm glad we got four for free too, I think, right? Because we just got four a few months ago from PlayStation Plus. Mm -hmm. I'll be playing that probably after i beat the third one but i have the same issue cj has i just have like a truckload of games that i want to beat and i want to get through and it's just it's it's made backlog beat down hard whereas like it like hyrule warriors age calamity is on my list but i I also want to play all the levels and beat all levels while i'm beating the main campaign levels so it's like do i just go through and run through the story so i get the point and then go back and do all the stuff later or do i actually play the game the way i want to play it it's like Mm -hmm. enjoying things versus like trying to keep up with the competition it's it's been a it's been a hard year this year i i pretty much slacked this year i think to this point last year i beat like 50 something games i beat like 23 up to this point right now so not looking too good and i thought i would beat a shit ton of games because i had vacation this week and that just didn't happen because i spent time with my family you know because you know that's what you do when you take vacation Hmm. i don't know I don't think it's so much about keeping up with the competition, Joe. Like I just, you know, I had like a reality. I'm an aging gentleman. I only have, you know, Hmm. maybe like 5,000 hours left in my life. And I was like, shit, I've got 3,000 hours worth of games to play. So like. You're a little (laughs) off on those calculations. (laughs) Well, I don't know. You know, it sounds, it sounds like an appropriate. I mean, you do live in Australia. Maybe you're not off on those calculations. (laughs) Yeah, but but I think also we need to to create some sort of a, a game buying I don't know a preventative have, service between us. We had one. We, we got rid of it in the ninth hour. You don't know about that, do you? We, we need you like a game about... buying condom. I think that just stops what, you. What's, from... it called? What's, it called? what's our what's our thing called? Game uh... Gamers Anonymous. Gamers Anonymous. Yeah, when you have to you have to phone you have to phone your fellow uh, sponsor. Oh, wait, and... wait, wait! We should rename it to. Gamers Anonymous, you all. <laughs> you there you all. go. It could, what it, would the initial? It, what would the initials be? I don't know. Just remember, ATM, everyone. ATM. <laughs> CJ. <laughs> ATM. Yeah, that was a good one. I didn't get that until I listened to the episode. That was good. All things matter. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think it's like it's funny because like it's not. It's not. I'm sure it's the same with all of you. It's not so much that the cost of the games that's irrelevant. It's the fact that you're buying stuff. Well, that's been the problem for me. Buying stuff that's gonna 
potentially Should sit I on the shelf for you. Exactly. Yeah. Or put things that you want to play back because you're like, oh, I'll play that. And I was like, you know, I did this spreadsheet. I got really excited. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't buy anything all week, which is like a record because I usually buy something every day just for the fun of it. And I didn't buy anything all week. And I got to last night and, the you know, old Phil there, he's like, oh, come and have a look at my store or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'll have a look at your <laughs> store, Phil, and see what you got here for me. And, of course, like, you know, eight games later, thank you, Call of Duty, like why I bought oh this, I don't know. Well, he had, a, he had a good sale, but I tell you what, you know, you know, and then Joe, it leads one thing leads to Frank, another. You at least bought Ghost, right? You bought Ghost. No, I played that. I'm not. I'm not playing that thing again with the dog. But one thing oh. leads to another, and you're like, oh, look, I need to buy this DreamWorks Spirit game because it's a licensed game, and it, you know, it may not be around forever. And so right. now I own the the DreamWorks Spirit game, and I mean, this is how they get you. No, Joe. I, I this get is you. How they get you. No, I get you because it's like, all right. I don't need Disgaea 6, which would be the next game I'll talk about. <laughs> right. But, like, I have to buy Disgaea 6 because the, if I don't buy it physical within, like, the first few weeks it's out, they'll stop printing them, and then I'll never get yeah. one. Yeah. So it's it's really annoying. And, oh, by the way, I played the demo, and I am not happy, which is crazy <laughs> to say that I'm not happy with a Disgaea game. But I'm not. Um, I don't like some of the changes they made to the game, so... Essentially, one of the big flaws I have with it is now when you level up in level, you don't gain the level as you're playing through the level. You have to wait till you complete the quest, and then they give you all the levels. Yeah, but I mean, if you're playing a Disgaea game, you already don't respect life. I mean, that's a that's no. A, I mean, you, you, you pretty much thing. no. You it's, you're, it's it's like you shit on Vitas. Like that's what you do that's if you right. play that game. I feel like you have no regard for life. That's right. Um, or your belongings. You you just. Yeah. You, you, those are life-sucking games. Yeah. I think I have, like, four or 500 hours on the PS2 one and a couple, and then, like, 40 or 50 hours on the one of the Switch ones. And then when the other Switch one I never even played. I bought it. Actually, two other Switch ones I, I bought and never played. Hmm. But I have them because, you know, there might be a rainy day when I want to turn it on. That's right. But, and but I, and I, feel like that, I feel that's the problem, though. That's the problem with all of us is, like, we're collectors that play games sometimes or play games all the time but like collecting more than we like playing games i tell you what if you could earn achievements for time spent on the store i'd be fucking a million a million gamer score by now it's the most exciting thing browsing the store you know it's disgusting it's when you're like your playtime for like youtube and like the store on your switch out outrank every other app or game on your thing because you spend so much time just going should I buy this? No, maybe. All right, let me watch this TV show and leave the shop on while I do it. Because if I leave it on this screen long enough, I'll just hit purchase. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's that. <laughs> and then it's the like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you didn't get me today, Phil. I'm getting out of the store. I'm not buying Call of Duty. I, I survived four what weeks. And then, he, and then he got me. All your games are free. What do you need Phil for? Well, I mean, we had these. Aren't all your games free? It took me a couple of hours to find where you could put the money into the console because it wouldn't accept it, you know. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's like it's going to be free soon. Sir. Okay, you, you turn on the PlayStation and it whacks you over the head, that big bag bastard, you know, with its slot for your your card. But uh, <laughs> Well, I feel like but, it just uh, has a slot for your – I feel like it, it should just have a slot to put your credit card right into the PlayStation. Oh, it should, shouldn't it? Yeah, you know. When, yes, when you turn yes. it on, they just charge you 20 bucks. You just <laughs> put it in and <laughs> Well, I, I think it's it funny in. when they, like, if you have money in your, like, in your wallet – and then they auto charge you for your services automatically. So <laughs> you, you don't pay, need like, that money. You had for a game, and they'll make it. They'll make you pay for your PlayStation now. <laughs> oh, Elliot pooped. Everyone, Yay! my daughter pooped. I have to go. I, wipe her. I have to go wipe her. So we'll move on to what uh, Kali's or wait, no, Daryl's. Was me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna no, go wipe no. the poopy butt. See you guys in a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's awesome. That, that is Loot Bros content right there, baby. That's what you come here for. <laughs> we've talked about Jim going poop. Now we've talked about his daughter going poop. <laughs> All right. So I will bring up the rear with what I've been playing. I am on my second playthrough of Resident Evil Village. I'm still kind of chipping away at it. I'm about to walk out of House of Benevito. Even without sound, that section is scary as balls. Like, it's crazy. What's scary as uh, balls? House not, of Benevito the... on Village. Oh, not the poop I just wiped up. That wasn't scary at all. Gross. Okay, so, you gotta go now. Go watch Sam and Cat. Love you. But anyways, so yeah, Resident Evil Village. Knocking that out. Still chipping away. I will platinum this game. Like, that is my... Is that your 250th? Uh, no, it'll be my 225. So I'm not going to get any platinums for a little while. That'll be my 225. And is uh, there any sort of skill based trophies left in that, or difficulty trophies for you? Or have yeah, you done all that playing on the hardest difficulty. So what I'm doing, uh, you have to beat the game three times. That's a trophy. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I beat it on casual, then I'm beating on standard, then I'll beat it on hard, and then by then I'll have everything unlocked. So I can just, you know, infinite ammo, go through, do whatever I want for the Village of Shadows mode. I have a question, Daryl. Get professional. So I have a question. Um, So when you beat it each time, do you get enough points to rebuy more weapons? Or how does that work? Because I know they give you a lot of points for doing, like, the earlier quests. But I'm not sure if you're going to get enough to buy, like, the rest of the weapons without having to play the multiplayer mode. Um, So pretty much every time I knock out a trophy in the game, it gives you... All the trophies are associated with challenges. So you get okay. points for e- just doing the trophies. So like when I turned it on tonight, the th- three trophies I got last Friday when I played, it was like boom! You just made you just unlocked thirty four thousand points. So I'm sure there's plenty of points to go around. Um, but realistically, I like this game so much. I'm just gonna play it. I'm gonna play yeah. through it. I'm just gonna keep playing it and enjoy it. And then I'll do my speed run, my knife run, and stuff like that all at once. Uh, on casual, I would imagine at the rate I'm playing, it would probably take me five playthroughs to platinum this game. What, but how how tight is the speed run for a mature gamer? Is it a, is it okay? Uh, so I'm a part of a couple of Resident Evil groups, and everybody seems to be knocking it out with about thirty minutes to spare, pretty consistently. Oh, nice. So I think it's you know the thing about Resident Evil games is you have to learn the layout. Like it's not. The problem with Resident Evil games, and the reason why I don't platinum very many of them, is that there's always a time trial association of some sort. Now, that dates back to the OG games on PlayStation 1, where if you beat the game under a certain amount of hours by speedrunning it, you'd unlock the infinite rocket launcher, the infinite Gatling gun, things like that. Hmm. And then it just makes your playthroughs so much more fun. Like, replayability is is like a Resident Evil trait. The first playthroughs are tense and tough most of the time. But then afterwards, you go back through it, go back through it. You're, you've unlocked such an arsenal, and then it's just fun to play and kill stuff. So, um, but there's always some kind of like knife run or some kind of like timed thing. And it's like we're talking about being dr- like drowning ourselves in video games. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point now where I just don't want to invest that amount of time to knock out a speed run. I don't enjoy speed runs. It's not that that's not my thing. So, uh, but this game I enjoy enough. I think I'll be able to knock it out. You know, in the next few weeks, I'm not really putting any kind of time limit on it. And as we're talking right now, this is my next platinum, but 
odds are I'll get bored, you know, in a couple of days and just smash out a bunch of rat plats. So I got them all downloaded. I've got like a dozen of them downloaded on my PS five right now, ready to go. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's a good game. I really like it. And it's really, it's really, really tugging at me to do a series playthrough. Something I've always wanted to do since we launched the loot bros was to do a stream where I play through the entire resident evil series. Right. So that, for no other reason than my own enjoyment, I have a essentially YouTube series or you know Twitch archive series of me playing through my favorite franchise from start to finish. Or I think you should do them all. Do them all, Daryl. Every single one. And that's what like, I, that's what I want to do. And I think what I might like do like Dead Aim, everything. Oh my gosh, dude! I love Dead Aim so much. Um, I I think what I might do is I might um. I'm still kind of wrapping my head around that, how I'm going to do this. But uh, I think what I'm going to do is like get with my brother and we're going to start from the beginning of the franchise and like play them tangentially him on PC, me on PlayStation or whatever, you know, version I want to go through and then game by game. And I think we might set a day a week together where we just hang out for a couple hours and stream and hang out for a couple hours and stream because we really enjoyed playing through village that way while he was streaming. We were both enjoying the game. And that's how we grew up. We would put the Nintendo 64 version of Resident Evil on, the PlayStation version of Resident Evil on, and then we would we would race each other. We'd sit beside each other with our two of our, our own TVs, our own systems, and we would just play. And we both enjoy these games so much. I, I want to do something with my brother in that fashion and then maybe invite the community to kind of tag along with us. I'm not sure yet. Um, but I really do think that the rest of the year I'm going to start tacking on Resident Evil games to my backlog beatdown lists just because I've got versions of them I haven't I haven't gone through yet you know so uh, but I don't know I, I'm still wrapping my head around it when you pitched that thing the other day about me doing the 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 24 hour stream for Extra Life but only playing Resident Evil games that got me really thinking I might kind of gear up towards that so we'll see we'll see but um, so yeah Resident Evil 8 um, I, p- I played a little bit of Heaven Dust. I know we've all kind of like touched on that game a little bit and talked about it in our little message groups or whatever. Um, it's a uh, chibi Resident Evil. I really like it. I uh, haven't played a ton of it and just kind of sat there and dabbled with it. I bought it on Xbox and the Switch. And soon, of course, as soon as it comes out on PlayStation, I'll buy it there too. I, I don't have a problem. I can stop buying games anytime I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, uh, I've been playing, um, the last game on my list, my fourth list would be shadow of the Colossus. And I am at the last Colossus right now. Uh, my console's in rest mode. I am halfway up the dude's body. I've got a quarter of his health knocked off and I just got frustrated. I didn't have any really, I didn't have much time before we recorded to play. So, um, but me and my son, man, we've, we've passed the controller back and forth from the beginning of the game to the end. And like, like we not only had four Colossus yesterday, like last night. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool game, man. Like the remake of shadow Colossus that on PS4 is, it's quite the experience. We're playing it on easy, you know, Joe. And like you had just said how I've been feeling for a while now. Like we we have so many games, it's almost not worth playing them 
on a medium or hard mode if our goal is just to experience the story and move on. And I've been trying that here lately. So like Resident Evil 8, I started that on easy. That's the first time I've ever done that, you know, um, with Shadow of the Colossus. We turned it on easy. It's like, we're not here to platinum this game. I'm not doing time attacks and playing these things on hard and all that bull crap. I just want to experience this thing, you know, fi- solve the puzzles, figure out how to beat the Colossus and bounce. And so um, we're having a really good time with that game. And we were doing it old school, you know, like I play and the rule is you play until you die or you beat a Colossus and then you pass the controller. So um, there's been a few of them where we've gotten frustrated and handed a controller off and then the other person figured it out. You know, it's been a really great experience with my son and then my daughter and my youngest son, uh, they've been hanging out with us and just kind of like, Oh, let me try every now and again. And then they're rooting us on. It's like, Oh, I see this. I see the spot. I see the spot that you got to get. So, um, it's been really cool. Like this game has been an experience for uh, me and the kids. And um, yeah. I was hoping for that, but I wasn't too sure because of the style and it's the controls are cumbersome. Um, the horse is not always very responsive. Like it, it gets a little, the game can mechanics and the controls get in the way of enjoying the game sometimes, but the, it's a it's a stunning looking game. Like it is beautiful. And then when you're riding your horse across the the various biomes and then the 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 camera pans out and it's very cinematic. Like it's a very cool game. So uh so we're playing that and then I I've been kind of chipping away at a couple um you know just random rat games and uh some East Asia soft stuff, you know, just to kind of keep keep you know keep me in the game, keep get a couple trophies here and there. Um and I think that's really it, uh, other than the medium. The medium, I will say, I don't, I've been kind of chipping away at it, like a chapter or so a week. Yeah. Um, I usually spend like one lunch break each week playing the medium. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really digging it, man. That game is really good. Um, I, it's a double-edged sword. Like, I'm super excited it's coming to PlayStation, but I hate that it's not the only it's not an exclusive game, which I know exclusives, you know, some people like them, some people don't, but I really like having that reason to go to a certain place. Like, Oh, I need to be on this platform because of this game. And so, um, you know, having to go, you know, fire up my PC and play that game has been kind of like something I look forward to. It's like, Oh man, I have a reason to use my PC to play games. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't, you know, it's something I can't just go do somewhere else. You know, so it's been, it's been cool. So I'll uh, I'll finish this game and then when it comes out on PlayStation I will buy it and I actually I'm trying to pre-order the special edition that they just announced. So just to pick up on that that though I think like I agree with you having exclusive order for that reason playing other things but for that that team blooper team I think it's good it's coming to PlayStation because that Blair Witch was it was interesting I think it was a bit of a flawed game in many ways and I think this is a it's a way better game and I think it's really good for them that this is is you know the playstation gamers will get to experience it as well because i think you know they're a really exciting studio off the back of this game and i think perhaps the blair witch game like while it's okay was a bit of a misstep perhaps compared to what they can do cj do you still have the audio um from push to plat where you uh you guys did the deep dive on the medium uh yep yep if you don't mind i would like to re post that on the loot rose feed yeah, of course. you know yeah. like you don't have to change anything i just i would like to kind of re-put that out there because I, I really enjoy this game like mm. it is 
every bit as good as you guys said it was. And yeah. and it is just such a Daryl game. Like it is. <laughs> It's just, I don't know, man. It just really, it, it checks all my boxes with the exception of combat, but the um, imminent threat sections, you know, where you have like the, the demon thing chasing you, mm. they're not, it's not so um, relentless and punishing that it's not fun, you know, like the stealth sections mm. and they're kind of stealth light, you know, but it's, it's, it's nerving and tense enough. And there's so much Silent Hill, like influence in the game, mm. like, I just, I really, really like it. Like I'm, I'm very glad it exists. I'm a, I'm a blooper team fan. And this game, I think is a, this proves that they're like, I mean, the, every game they're getting better, you know, but this really proves that like they're onto something and they're gonna, they're gonna hit their stride. You know, I'm, I really look forward to the next thing. I think, I think if someone gives them a big budget and lets them go to town, um, they've got all of the DNA of a remarkable game, you know, just like yeah. they're, they're really ready to break out. So um, it, it's I, such I, a, I really like it. Oh, no, I was just gonna say it's such a funny game. Too. It's, it's funny to hear you talk about Shadow of the Colossus too, because obviously an older game or whatever, but the way you're, you're approaching it. And it's something that I really like to hear because, you know, these games, like we race through them, like this, uh, this one you're talking about here, this Booper Team one in particular, the medium, I think I played that in like two sittings because it's not, it's about an eight hour game if you, if you push through it, but there's so much in there that, that, you know, I'm sure I'll come back and play it again at some point, maybe on PlayStation, but, um, you know, to, to play it the way you are, I think it's really, I, I really, I'm, I think I, I like hearing about that and I, I'm gravitating to my, that myself because we forget that, you know, these games take years to make and there's not going to be another game from these people for years to come because it takes this long. And yet, you know, whether it be Assassins, whatever, we burn through these things and then we just chuck them out and you're like, oh, you know, I mean, some games definitely deserve that treatment, but there are there are others that don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that I am such a sucker for buying games multiple times like you and i covered made of skur right mm. and i bought the limited run version on ps5 you know mm. so like i can't wait to go back through that game again you know and uh like I, and when i like something i go through it again but i i because of my trophy and achievement addiction i tend to go through it again on a different platform mm. which is good for the devs because i'm double dipping constantly oh yeah of course but uh, I, I don't know, man, like uh, I've just been taking my time. Like I've had this weird, like not so much revelation, but like this peace all of a sudden where it's like, I, I, I'm not in any hurry. You know, like I used mm -hmm. to be like blasting through games and trying to knock stuff out as fast as I could, but I'm not in any hurry. Like there's nothing <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I kept racing for. It was like, Ooh, I got to get a hundred platinums. Ooh, I got to get 200 platinums. Like, what? I don't know where I'm going, you know? So well, I, I, don't know. I think I just, it's even oh, just no. steeped in gaming itself. I think maybe even beyond the trophies, you know, you're trying, trying to finish it, you know, and it's all about a score or, you know, finishing it quickly or, yeah, or whatever yeah. else. And, and I think, I think the telling thing is that you hear people talk, and I know I've harped on about this before, so I won't, but you hear people talk about games and it's either so superficial or, you know, window dressing. And then you realize, like, you think, oh, they haven't even played it or they played a bit, but they have played it. And, you know, they, they just haven't engaged with it at all. And they're playing, yeah. you know, they're just getting through stuff so quickly that, you know, in three weeks, what was that game? Oh, I don't know. And again, there are games like you know, maybe some East Asia soft or whatever that are like that, but, you know, there are 
you know, if, if everything you play falls into that category, whether it be, you know, AAA, indie, great or whatever, but you treat it the same way, it's just a, it's just a cycle which is not really gaming itself, I think. it's maybe, maybe that's more the addiction, I don't know. But it's it's worrying, yeah. Well, I I definitely tend to agree with you. And I think that, um, I don't know, like I said, I've just been slowing down and I'm just been, I'm going to chip away things and enjoy enjoy them. And, uh, you know, a, a bit of a, a little bit of Joe going on. I kind of keep, you know, a few games burning at the same time. And I've said this on the show before, I tend to like stage a console in a room so that if I'm in that room and I get an hour, it's like, oh, I better throw a game in real fast and get get my time in. And so I'm playing different things in different areas. Uh, but yeah, so the medium slow burn, I'm just going to take my time with it. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'll 100% the game. If I don't, you know, I'll I'll wait and just platinum it on PlayStation. So. Uh, I will say the only other thing I wanted to bring up, and um, he's actually standing beside me right now, is uh, for my son's birthday coming up in just a few weeks, I was finally able to score him a PS5. So, Joe, I tagged you in the post the other day. Yesterday, I think it was. Was it yesterday, son? Uh, you showed me the thing yesterday. You're, okay, yeah, so yesterday. So, Joe, I tagged you in the post yesterday, I think it was. It was like, hey, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, PS5s are going on sale. And uh, I got, I, I loaded it up. I loaded up my phone and my PC while I was at work. And as soon as I loaded in at three, it was like, oh, they're, they're not available. So then I just hit refresh and it said more will be back. More will be here in 310. 310, I didn't get any. 320, I didn't get anything. And then I hit refresh and all of a sudden, boom, it's like add to cart. I added it. Had to kind of fight in my cart, you know, for a few minutes. And then um, having a conversation with my boss. It went through. So um, Noah's PS5 is on the way. That's awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. And he is 11 years old. He'll be 11 years old July 1st. And he saved up the money himself and is paying for it. The only thing I, I had to cover, um, like, you know, taxes on it. So he saved up almost $400 himself to get himself the digital PS5. So he did a good job. Super proud of him. I tell you what, I had a P- I my- had a PS5 in my cart today. Oh really? Ooh. Did you buy it? Yeah. No, of course not. No, I felt dirty. Uh, no, <laughs> you just put it in there for the sake of it. It's in. I'm stuffing somebody else up. Yes. <laughs> no, what happened was this. Actually, this is what actually happened. GameStop's new policy is if you're a pro member, you're getting access to the PS5 stock before other people. They're giving special reserve time slots that. for you. So. That's good. I think they should. Well, I know Joe was looking for one, so I was like, you know, I'm going to try to get him one. But they were like $750 because it was like a bundle with games he didn't want. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that, but it was like, oh, dang, I've already got another PS5. So, but yeah, the bundles. Awesome news for your son. And it's not often that you make your biggest mistake in life at the age of 11. So, look, it only gets better (laughs) from there. Here's here's the best part, right? So his birthday, any any parent listening knows this. You buy the birthday gift, but then you also pay for the party. And you invite all these people over to come celebrate your, your kid. And then you have to feed them. You know, and then you got to clean up after them. And before you know it, you've spent hundreds of dollars, right? So, or you go to an event, you know, you go to like a trampoline park or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a thousand different ways to to spend 500 bucks on a birthday party. 
for just the actual act of people coming and celebrating you, not even the gifts. So I told him, I was like, here's what we can do. I'll pay for your PS five. So after I got it and, and told him about it, cause it's not, it's not going to be here until like 12 days after his birthday is when it ships to us. So I was like, Hey, it's not gonna be here for your birthday. I'm just go ahead. And I gave him the paperwork. I was like, boom, this is it. This is yours. So here's what you can do. We can throw you a party and you pay for your PlayStation five yourself. And I'll still get him a gift, you know, so get him, he's not in here anymore. So I'll probably get him demon souls for a uh, PS five or I can pay for your PS five. That is your gift and your party all at once. And then you still have all your money to do whatever you want with it. Mm. So he was like, nah, I saved up my money. I want to buy my own PS five. I was like, dude, that's awesome. So, <laughs> I was glad. It's just a pride in saving up the money. He wanted to spend mm. it. Yeah, dude, he said he and so he saved up his money, bought his own iPad because I told him I would never buy my kid an, an iPad that young and um, just for them to tear it up. But now that he saved up his money, bought his own iPad, he still hasn't tore it up. But um, then he saved up his money, got his PS5. Like this dude is like he's doing a good job. I'm super proud of him. But he's also so. super clever because it's a sort of device in the house that if dad does pay for it, even if it's a present, there'll be that inevitable time when everybody wants to play it. Shit's hitting the fan. Dad, I want to go of the PS5. And he'll be able to turn around and go, I paid for this my own money. Yep. Off. Yep. And that's, uh, oh, he, it's quite fun. He's done that before too with his iPad. He's like, no, I bought that. That's mine. Yeah, that's right. So. This is not a family property. This is my property. No. Well, what's, what's great <laughs> While I sit it, on the family's couch using the family's electricity and eating the family's food. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, what's really great about it is that he, um, he, you know, I link my, 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 I, I check my library and like PlayStation, which I actually am surprised it's this low, but I own 740 PlayStation four games. So mm. like, you know, he has access to everything, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, there's really not much that he can ask for that he can't just download. So yeah, he bought his own console, but he also has my library. So, yeah, you, you know, we're rapidly approaching a time where people will have to like put in like a disclaimer when they say like, I have 4,000 PS4 games of which 3,700 are the same Rattalika stack. Like we're, we're, we're <laughs> rapidly getting towards that stage now. <laughs> Well, uh, so my, uh, that's not counting my European con, my European account. That's just my, that's just my, uh, American digital account. That's doesn't count. Uh, no, that doesn't have anything to do with the few hundred physical games on the shelf. Um, <laughs> that's just, uh, that's just my digital American stuff, not my stacks. Yeah. So. I, I tell you what, I don't, uh, that, that is a kudos to Microsoft that you can, <clears throat> you know, through various means shop on all the stores around the world and all the games are put on your primary account. It's so much easier than having to manage, you know, all these other accounts. So, so I didn't know that there was, there was a difference. I, I didn't know that with Microsoft other than like, you know, the windows version and then the standard version. Well, there's some games that are, you know, in Australia, I'm sure, you know, in America, you wouldn't need to because everything's released there. But there are quite a lot of games uh, in Australia that aren't released, particularly, and it's not for violence. I think all those arcade archive series, I know you've talked about them before you you play a few. They're not on the Australian store, but they're all on the American store. So it must be a licensing issue here, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. What's wild is, and I, I said this on the show the other day, I did not know that arcade archives freaking um 
Sunset Riders. I had no idea yes. that was on there. Yes. That was such a good find. That was like wow. I wake up one morning and like, dude, my day rocks now because I found this game and uh, bought it and then beat it and then went to work. I was like, this is awesome. Uh, basically anything you can imagine there. I think they're up to like, it's a ridiculous number. There's hundreds of them now. I think two or 300 they've done. It's crazy. It's so good. So good. Um, you guys got anything else before we head over to the leaderboards? No, you know, we're an hour in. Should I just have a quick question since we do have questions and comments should we skip the leaderboards this week um i don't know it doesn't matter to me i mean yeah, typically anytime we skip the leaderboards somebody goes wait a minute that was the time i was gonna get it do them really quick so, you can whip through them yeah real quick i'll just pull it out you guys know this spiel by now so if you haven't uh, if you haven't linked up and got on a custom leaderboard you snooze you lose this is one of the lowest leaderboards we've had in years First place, Affectatious Donk with 88 trophies. Second place, Resident Daryl with 60 trophies. Third place, Tricky Mick with 38 oh, trophies. He shouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah, well, I immediately regret that. Tricky made it on the leaderboards. <laughs> he cheated, though. I mean, surely he downloaded someone else. He's got a modded Henku system or Hen- Henuku. Bukaku. Hen- uh, Bukaki system. Did I tell y'all about that? The Bukaki. I didn't tell you about that, did I? Oh my gosh. Definitely I not. Okay, funny story, real quick. So I was over at my uh some good friend's house last weekend. We were all swimming and uh, hanging out. And uh they're like talking about their neighbors coming over and they were playing um oh god, they were playing cards against humanity. And then they were like, Yeah, we learned a new word the other day. I was like, Oh, really? What was it? They're like, book cake. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's butt cake, all right. I said butt cake. What is a butt cake? And then I thought about it for a second. I was like, oh, "You mean bukkake?" <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, that word, butt cake." Oh, butt cake. So then my wife was like, "I don't get it. What is it?" <laughs> so, so then I explained it, and then she was like appalled. Like, how do you know that? I was like, um, South Park. <laughs> South Park. <laughs> Did so, you yeah. tell it it's all right? It's Australian. <laughs> no, I, I choked. I should have said that. That would have been a much better. It's an Australian thing. All right. So trueachievements.com. You got Sony Pony 2U with 8,315 achievement points. By the way, last week's 19,000 or 20,000, whatever the freight that was, that was insane. <laughs> Thanks to that was insane. <laughs> um, second place, Cool Kid Joe, 6,640 achievement points, which we got to get back with him. We, we were going to have him on the show a few weeks ago, and then everything fell apart. So not on his end, on ours. Uh, and then Josh has issues. Holy crap. Josh Craps is playing video games. 85 achievement points. Nice. Very good. Very good. Did he accidentally get... <laughs> yeah, someone's playing on his account. This guy hacked. There's no way he played a game outside of Call of Duty. <laughs> Kali, you want to run through the uh, backlog beatdown real quick? Uh, sure. We have Ponder Simmons at 39, Tricky at 28, Gareth Davis at 20, Daryl at 19, Jared is 15, Joe is at 15, Matthew Maldane is at 15, Matt spelled backwards is at 8, Homer gets buffed off as at 7, I'm at 7, 
Spider Pax is at six. CJ is at five now. Good job, CJ. Long way back. James is James Hamblin is at five. T Bird is at four. Noah is at three. Forty two is at two. Levi is at two. William Ridgeway is at two. Just let me bang bros at one. Uh Gangum is at one. Young UK C at YM is at one. Zachary Ledford is at one. I'm styling on you, bro, is at zero. John Smart is at zero. JT is at zero. Mark Lucia is at zero. Sid is at zero. Zach Thomas is at zero. And Zoe Butterfly is at zero. Zoe will have a point soon. So she she had took the L on a, on a game. She beat a game. And then now she is like, she's been trying so hard to finish in Platinum My Cooking Universe. I think she's going to get it soon. <laughs> that game never ends, does it? <laughs> Dude, every day she's like, what? So I made all these rules about how she can't get new games or get like <laughs> new apps or things or whatever just until she uh, beats that game. And yeah. she's like, but daddy, I'm at the end of it. And I'm like, you're never at the end of it. You say that every day. Uh-huh. And, you know, lo and behold, that game never ends. She's that been in that game for weeks. That game starts off so fun, and then 15 hours later, you realize it hasn't changed at all from the very beginning. <laughs> so, well, that that's that's her. So, she doesn't want to be in last place anymore. So that's that's where she's trying to get. She's trying to get her. She's trying to beat a game and get a platinum. She's trying to prove she can do it. Nice. So, there's been several times where I told her I'd give her every dollar in my wallet if she would beat that game that day. And she's missed out on $4 multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem is if she's going, she probably isn't going for the platinum. She'll probably stop when she unlocks the last set of recipes. But otherwise, it's another three hours of just doing the same thing to get that final <laughs> level. It doesn't unlock anything except the trophy. It's, it's a valid use of your life, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Community questions. See, guys, I did not forget this time. You guys ready? Yep. All right. Here we go. Who wants to read tonight? If no volunteers, I can do it. I mean, I can do it. I just have to pull it up. It's up to you. Well, it doesn't matter to me. You want to pull it up? I'll, st- I'll do the first one. How about that? Okay. All right. Matt M., otherwise known as MZ Nitro, writes in and says, currently re-listening to this week's episode. First off, I want to stop right there. That's my boy. <laughs> Listening to the episode more than once, trying to get them numbers up. <laughs> or it was so incoherent the first time, they had to go back and say, "What do these idiots say?" I don't know. Either way, he he I'll must have it. he must have finished listening to the trophy horse like ten times. He's like, "I can't do an eleventh time. I'll have to listen to this one again instead." <laughs> I can't even do it a first a one time. I've been li- I've been trying to listen just because. Uh, you know, Levi's been on there, and mm-hmm. Levi's my boy. And uh, Tricky, every time I tune in, he's not there. I, just, I don't even know if he does podcasting anymore. But, uh, but dude, the editing is getting so much worse. It's like, uh, do you guys, are you trying to get rid of listeners? Like, is that like the active goal? Like so, an authentic experience. Yeah. <laughs> the only show where we have so many listeners, we actively try to push you away. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, Matt says, first off, uh, surprise, Kalai didn't choose the penetrator bat from St. Saint, Saint Row. I almost said St. Andrews because that's not far from here. That's a good one. Uh, how about that for your finisher? 
That would have been a good one. Mm, that's what they say. I don't know. I have no, no experience with that one. So anyways, Joseph Priestley sounds like he would enjoy the general manager mode from the old WWE games from the PS2 and Xbox. I actually think they also had GM mode on the Xbox 360 versions as well. That's just me. Uh, also, if you decide to do a weekly show on Twitch, I'd like to send in a character for your roster, depending on the game system, of course. You hear that, Joe? Ah, uh, yeah, that sounds great. So you have the uh, you have the opportunity to have at least one viewer, voyeur, for your uh, <laughs> weekly. Dude, your ratings will probably be better than actual Monday Night Raws. I mean, you can't get any any better than Monday Night Raw right now. That's it's god awful. Is so bad. Like I, the highlights are bad. Like it's so bad that um, the YouTube channels I watch that usually say the content's bad, they're like it's borderline unwatchable anymore. It's very. It's funny because they're like, we watch it so you don't have to. That's what they tell <laughs> me. <laughs> that's the, that's, the, that's their slogan now. We watch wrestling so you don't have to. That's a Jared Dirt quote, by the way. All right, Resident Daryl. Uh, you said you would use the crucifix move on your brother when you were younger. I guess that's why we know he's all confused with Xbox and PC games nowadays. You are correct. Drop the boy on his head one too many times. Hopefully, we get to hear CJ and Tanner on this week's episode. Well, you're halfway there. <laughs> also, don't forget to make a new list. Zach, he actually tagged the wrong Zach, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Zach's not here either. Rather than make a new list and face the embarrassment of taking all of those negative points, he just took a negative in life and said, I'm out. <laughs> Lastly, are there any games from E3 that you are all hyped or interested in trying out? Well, that we will discuss in more depth on this week's official topic. But just to answer the question, that last game that Microsoft ended their conference with, that Redfall, that vampire game? Yeah. I, I, I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. so, what about you guys? The Atomic game. Yo, Atomic Heart? Yeah, that Bioshock looking game? Yes. Anybody else? Uh, well, I'm I'm excited for uh, Forza. I, uh, I had no idea it was going to come this year. I really didn't think it would be ready. So I'll definitely be jumping on that uh, for the H5. Yeah, that was a pretty looking game. I showed my wife that. I was watching it in the living room, and I was like, uh, I was like, dang, look, look at this, babe. And then I yeah. showed my wiener. And then that I was, was like, was also, Forza 5. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, the game takes place in Australia. <laughs> it's like, it's okay, babe. It's Australia in the background. That was actually pretty... takes place in Mexico. I was surprised though. I thought it was gonna be Tokyo Drift. I honestly did. I thought they were gonna do some side, of, some sort of Fast and the Furious tie-in. Mm. That had actually been leaked a few months ago. The Hot Wheels cars, the actual, you know, like physical cars. They're obviously doing a joint release, and they'd um, they'd actually <laughs> some one of the stores had released that uh, in a promo catalog online or something accidentally uh, before it got pulled. Uh, the Mexico branding for Forza, so. That was sort of set, but I thought that was interesting because that was the most in-depth technically they went into in that conference for a game, and uh, yet it didn't come across as boring. Maybe because I like car games. Maybe if you didn't, it would have been totally boring. I don't know, but it, it was really well done. I thought that that whole little segment. So yeah, very they exciting. usually spend such a like absurd amount of time on Forza. 
yeah. that it's like eye rolly. It's like, okay, we get it. It's a pretty, you, you drive in circles. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but this time, because they were taking a page out of PlayStation's book and actually showing a lot of games, they're like, oh man, we only have a half hour for Forza instead of, you know, the entire hour. So it was very good. I liked it. Do you know what I like the most though about them? They've done it every, uh, since Forza Horizon 3, which is set in Australia. So the Australian one, the, the UK one the other year, and now this Mexican one, there's obviously, you know, like there's obviously a lot of people, hundreds of people working on that game or whatever else and, and the iterations. And there's obviously like a core group of like, I don't know, three or four lazy bastards that are, you know, filming the sky and every single E3 and every time you hear about the game, they keep mentioning how they filmed the skies, you know, in 8K for, you know, days like weeks at a time they had their cameras pointed to the sky now what's really happening there is the biggest lurk ever they've gone to mexico they're drinking the kronas they've just left their cameras pointing upwards <laughs> and they've just got to keep convincing microsoft and the studio that they're valid they need to keep like how often how much sky can you really film like come on you know that's the job that i want filming the sky <laughs> it would be oh, awesome. i'm sure they make plenty of money for for filming the sky too. yeah like, but okay. they every time there's a whole section of they talk about it you know how they did it and this so they're obviously justifying they need to keep doing it, you know, every game. <laughs> so it's, I think it's wonderful. So, yeah, we got this guy at work who uh, runs our marketing department mm. and uh, he'll do like 3D room renders, right? So if you go buy a weight room from us, like, typically we do this for schools, but we'll do this for home gyms as well mm. uh, occasionally. And uh, so he'll do like a 3D room render to show you what your room will look like set up with all your equipment in it. And some of that, those renders will take hours, you know? So he'll just like set up his computer and go work out. Yeah. And then come back, you know, and they're like, he'll come talk video games with me for a little bit or whatever. And I'm just like, every time you turn around, he's like, yeah, I got so many renders to do. I'm like, you know what? I would say that I would turn my computer on, let it render whatever, <laughs> and then just go wander around for hours. It's the perfect alibi because yeah. nobody knows any different. All right. All right. <laughs> I want, I want to render up. rooms and uh, take, film the sky. Yeah, I think it's so basically too. what I want. <laughs> so, all right, next question. Clyde, you got this one? Absolutely. It's from Jared. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's from Matt. Huh? Matt. The other Matt. Playing through the atrocity of the remaster. Hold on a second. I believe he's talking okay. about Silent Hill. Yeah, playing through the atrocity of remaster of the Silent Hill HD collection and then thinking how we'll never get the Silent Hills. Would you even want a remake of the original Silent Hill? Is there any other hard game from the past you want remade? My vote is Nightmare Creature. Oh, oh that's a good one. Such a good one. Um, I want all of the uh, remakes and remasters of the horror games, but uh, I would love a Silent Hill remake, like an actual, like, done like the Resident Evil games where it didn't actually control like total butthole. I think that would be cool. But um, I would love, and I've said, we've said this before, Parasite Eve. We need a remake of Parasite Eve. Like, like I, I, I want the same combat style though. I still want it to be, you know, like your Final Fantasy-esque turn-based, like, but with, you know, with action, you know, the, uh, the way Parasite Eve worked is you would have these random encounters and yet you could still move around and freely dodge, you know, attacks and stuff. And you would, you know, kind of cycle, cycle through your menus, but you could, you know, essentially still attack and 
it's a very, very interesting system. And I don't play enough RPGs or JRPGs to know if that's a common thing. I always, you know, kind of put that is like, that's what Parasite Eve did. Nobody else did it. I'm sure that's probably not correct, but uh, it's just very, very interesting. And I would love a modern, like Resident Evil style remake, but with that, some variation of that combat. Uh, or, you know, like you said, some Silent Hill. Silent Hill is just freaking awesome. So. Anybody else? I don't I mean, really play horror, so for me, it's not much. I mean, we have already touched on, you know, bringing back Resident Evil Outbreak and oh, modernizing it for next gen. I mean, you talked about Parasite Eve. That's definitely my number one. I think my number two would probably be bringing back Clock Tower ooh. and, like, reimagining it for, like, a new age, but keeping the gameplay kind of simple where you're like just hiding from, you know, the enemy. I think, I think it would be a cool game. I think it would be a really good like switch game on a console where you don't have to be like too demanding, but I, th- I think bringing back clock tower would be pretty cool. I mean, I thought it was kind of cool that they brought back fatal frame when they're putting it on everything. It's really stupid that it like, didn't just launch that day though. I think yeah. that was my, I was like, this game's done and it's been done. And I don't know why it's not out today. That was my biggest takeaway from a lot of the conferences. There was nothing that was like, oh, yeah, and it's out today. There was like almost none of that this year. And I feel like that's just because of COVID. But yeah, Clock Tower. I would like to see Clock Tower come back. Parasite Eve, obviously. Uh, Dino Crisis is another one. I would love to see Dino Crisis return. Uh, Honestly, I would just take a Dino Crisis 1 and 2 HD remake. Dude, yes. Just up-res them slightly and just re-release them. I would do that with the original. I would do that with all those old games, man. Like if you gave me a disc, I'll pay a hundred dollars. Give me the original trilogy of Resident Evil games. You know, give me the original trilogy of Silent Hill games. Give me the uh, Outbreak Files. Like give me the Parasite Eve games. Like just give them to me playable. And like they they don't have to change. You know, I mean, you have better, you have better luck at Navita too. (laughs) <laughs> Give me that too. I will pay several hundred dollars for that. We know you played several hundred dollars for the other ones, I'm and for like the nine other ones you bought. I think you're like the <laughs> premier overlord of Vita Island. Yeah, somebody, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> this I mean, island ain't gonna float itself. Apparently, you're keeping the brand alive. <laughs> it's funny. I'm, I'm something. surprised. I was waiting for for one of you to say a cap style resident evil 2 uh, or 3 remake so in that style that type of engine but for for dead space series i think that would be for me for, for that would controls? be fantastic no yeah, no 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 good. just with the the sort of graphic in that that sort of engine that they did yeah. because it, it's a really tough one like you couldn't i was thinking about it if you did it like the the mass effect legendary edition it wouldn't be enough of a difference because you you know you can play those backwards compatible on the series x I, uh, at stunning I, frame rates already so <laughs> so you need um you, you'd need a full remake in that capcom engine i mean i have hmm. i have hope now because i never ever thought they would do a mass effect collection so yeah. I, have, I have hope that we could get dead space 
eventually. Well, do you remember a few years ago, they said, you know, when, when like the PS4 was getting flooded, like it looked like they were getting games, but they were just getting, you know, um, uh, remasters or whatever else at the start of the PS4. Or actually, look, to be honest, most of the PS4 lifecycle was just full of remasters. And EA came out and said they were never going to play that game. They didn't, they didn't believe in it. And, you know, now the doors have opened, definitely. Uh, and they're obviously going to, but which is a good thing, I think. But I mean, yeah. it's like, that game is so ahead of its time, and it's so good, and it still stands up today. Like, if you play the first one, it still looks better than the third one. Hmm. Like, they didn't even try with the third one. Hmm. Yeah, but I like, oh, think it's definitely possible. I mean, the problem, the problem companies like EA, you know, Capcom, I mean, look, everybody, everybody's going to have to deal with this problem is that, you know, one of the, look, you know, I don't want to say it, but one of the, the prominent console manufacturers has no interest in the past. They believe in generations. And so they will kill all the games of these wonderful developers. And the only solution, if they want to engage this, you know, ever decreasing pony ship is to, to remake the game. And, you know, it's just because unfortunately the, the console is inadequate and can't play old games. So that's, that's the position we're in. It's sad, Daryl, but it's true. <laughs> Well, you know, it. They He's did speechless. believe in generations. They did. Well, I mean, you're right. You know, you you don't speak too far from the truth. I mean, you know, Sony a year ago is not the same Sony we have today. Sony two years before that. I mean, like, it, it had they not had Phil not opened that checkbook and got rid of um, Sean Layden, there would be no Xbox today. That's all I'm saying. Had he not got rid of Shuhei Yoshida? I tell you what, no for Xbox a system there. that believes in generations, they're really living in the past, aren't they, the pony ship? Uh, I mean, you know, they believed in generations until they didn't. That's what, I mean, it's kind of well, like... Well, they anybody. also believe play, like play has no limits, but, I mean, have you turned on the PS5? Come on. Uh, it's on right now. It's, it's, it seems a little unlimited, <laughs> if you ask me. But, I mean, it's kind of time for the next question. So, well, what you got, Kalai? <laughs> okay. This is from Jared. You loot people. I don't want to misgender anyone. Announce the gaming success of your fans every week for websites that track this stuff. I've been out of work for over a year, but I'm returning part-time now. The commute to and from New York City is when I would normally, in the past, play my Vita, but now I will be commuting to work again in 2021, but only two days a week. With Father's Day this week, Happy Father's Day, Daryl, Joseph, and Kalai. Once again, I don't want to misgender anyone. Anyway, looks like I'm getting a Switch Lite for Father's Day from my lovely wife, the nice blue one. I have an internal struggle. Should I keep playing Vita or commute to work with my Switch Lite? I really want to use the Lite because, honestly, Switch feels like trash in handheld mode with Joy-Cons, which is why I want the Lite. Oh, you gotta buy a Satisfy Grip, bro. Change your life. It will change your life. Vita is the only answer. <laughs> I'm not even done the question. But Vita is the answer. <laughs> so the question is, how important are digital pats on the back for you? I want to play Switch, but I get a little chub from earning trophies on Vita, but stay quite soft from Switch. <laughs> well, again, going back to what we said earlier in the show, you know, sometimes. Oh, wait, he's not even done yet. I'm so sorry. Why doesn't Nintendo have some kind of system that will acknowledge your your gaming achievements? Also, why can't I message my son on his Switch to tell him to eat a fart? 
<laughs> so that's really funny. So me and Jared have been texting back and forth all week. And it's like, we've both been playing our switch more lately, but like, it's so frustrating because you're like, ah, oh, I'm playing the switch. Like I played that visual novel. Um, I was talking about last week and I enjoy it, but I could have got trophies for that game. And I got the bad ending. I kind of screwed my playthrough up and I had, I got romantically involved with my co-pilot a little early. I think I probably should have held out a little bit longer. And so then I messed up our relationship and, uh, and failed a bunch of races. And then the game was over. I was like, Oh crap. I got the bad ending. And I was like, well, I'll go back through and see what the good ending looks like. You know, but I'm like, wait a second. I don't get trophies for this. I, I already beat the game. I don't know that I'm going back, you know, I don't have that same incentive to go back and play a game a second time on uh, the switch that I do on the Vita and the PlayStation Xbox ecosystems. So the digital pad on the back is extremely important to me. And uh, the fact that you can't message your son on switch to eat a fart is actually worth just not using it and buying him a Vita. Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know Vitas are too expensive these days that's true yeah i don't know i think i i don't don't think the nintendo system needs achievements i think it does need some sort of social interaction that thing is dreadful but look i'm all for getting a bit of a little chub on a public transport sir so you know whatever (laughs) whatever does that for you why not why not oh that's awesome (laughs) well this is coming from the same guy who plays senra kagura on the public Ah. transport and galgun (laughs) And I forgot about that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, now, look, I didn't get to tell this story the other week. Can I just drop this in and totally derail it now? Because I it. know Jared will will appreciate this. So, you you've played some Senran Kagura, have you, Daryl? Like, you know what the games are, like? Yeah, yeah. We we played them on stream one night uh, years ago. Yeah. I think I'm proving gamer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a series. There's sort of like it's like a spin-off, if you like the the dead. Are, you know, dead or alive, obviously. Um, the yeah. the the games there, but then there's these dead or alive. Um, sp- uh, oh no, what are they called? Um, uh, the, the, the on the island. Yeah, that's it. The beach volleyball games, yeah. and and there's like extreme three or extreme beach vo- extreme sports ones. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Ones. and there's about three or four. They're named after to different girls in them. They're all exactly the same game, you know, just big tits and bouncing around and stuff. And like the, the games you can play are like, you know, tug of war where you're like pulling their swimsuits off this sort of thing and, and hill climbing where you're right up in the bad shot and stuff like this. And anyway, the, the, uh, the, they're all at least dressed. You can't get them naked on the PS4 unless you play the, the PSVR Japanese version, which, which, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, balls to the wall in that one, you know, free, free skin uh, to the wind and, or whatever else so now of course when you've got the vr on you can't see what's on the tv because you're in the vr and i play um in this house here i play upstairs and so three of the the four walls are all windows or whatever else and i predominantly play at night in the dark and of course the what i play gets thrown up onto the glass just through reflection 
And because we're a bit higher up than all the neighbours around, you know, they can see in, like they can see the reflection, if you like, of the thing. And so I didn't realise that I played this game maybe for four hours or three or four hours one night. And then every every night that week I was playing it or whatever else. And, of course, these these naked anime women were just, you know, being plastered across the neighbourhood or whatever else. And we live in a predominantly older area or whatever else. And it was so funny the number of comments the following week I got from a couple of the elderly gentlemen inquiring about what I was watching on the TV. And one of them asked about what does that headset do? I didn't realize until later my partner goes, you know, they can see exactly what you're playing because it's flashing up on the glass. Oh, it's fantastic. (laughs) But they are, they are great, great games, but I would never have the confidence, Jared, to play those on the bus. No, that that style of the game. I I respect that. So. (laughs) He's like, he ain't worried about nothing. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually have. I don't have the confidence to play them at all. Period. Because God knows that'd be the moment my wife walks in and says, "What is this trash? Oh, it's it, not Australian." Those sort of games, they'll never exist again on the the PlayStation. I'm sure they'll never get a chance on on the Xbox. Probably not the Switch. Because there, there's scenes at the end of the day where the bur- the the girl uh, is groveling on the bed, and you play like as this filthy old like casino owner, and you come in and you touch her. And, you know, and, and like she reacts depending on how you touch her. And there's no way that stuff would be allowed now. <laughs> that, was, that was of a time and place. Wow. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And I can say this because I think, you know, like I know he didn't want to d- gender discriminate. I'm not, you know, I don't find arousal in this. So I, I, I think it's okay for me to comment on it. You know, I think it's okay. They never made a, they never made a male version of those games, interestingly. I don't know why, but. There you go. Well, you know, he uh, he never said he got arousal from it either. No, the look, fact that he plays it so openly on the bus, you know. Well, you look, detract again. Like yeah, I want to go because I know you were talking about the ATMs last week, and I wanted to. I know there was a question that came up about the the very large titted woman. Is that is that the correct term? I'm not sure. Large breasted woman uh, that was posted in your Discord of the um, lady Demetrios, and I don't know. Yes. It was like a woman wearing a costume. And look, I was fascinated for hours looking at that that um gif because and and this is what i find in japanese games just how they managed to stand up with with that 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 sort of you know proportions and it fascinates my mind so while there's no arousal there and perhaps this is what jared is wondering too just the the logistics of standing and and the back support and and the problem these these women very small women daryl will have later in life you know it's sort of the pamela anderson thing i always wonder what's happened with her you know how she it's, you know how it's she's all coping. in the core it's mm. like you, ha- you have to have a strong core strong core yeah. equals a strong back that's like simple science yeah it's 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 a fascinating thing i i noticed kalai's gone very quiet she may not have an interest in this area perhaps but it's it, it is interesting no i'm just really exhausted tonight i mean really tired <laughs> mm. this week was hell yeah this week was hell mm. that's, um, what happens, no. that's what people say when they're not paying attention to you cj Mm. No, oh, no, I no, no, no. I just, I just, I'm tired, you know. I'm just totally tuning you out. No, I'm actually am paying and attention, me. and I was waiting to get a word in edgewise with you two talking. Sorry. That it is, that is correct. It's, it. I mean, a large chested woman. It's hard if you don't have that core, and I don't have that core. You have back problems. Mm. That's a very subtle flex there about your ample bosom as well that you just threw in there, <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's all. 
Uh, and, but, so, uh, but seriously, congratulations on the job. Uh, that's wonderful news as well. Yeah, so. very good. Well yeah, Jared. Also, um, just uh, hand your son a Vita and then go get another Vita and then message him to go eat a fart. <laughs> so as a good dad does. I mean, that's just like, you know, your kid needs that. It's going to make him stronger in life. All right, what do you guys want to do for question of the week? We got some good ones this week. None of them yeah, suck. Yeah, we did. So, do we uh, eat a fart? Do we remake old horror games? Or do we tune in to Joe's WWE um, streams and watch him put his roster together? I would say... Jared, this week, I liked his question about the Switch. How's it going? It's actually a pretty valid point. I like Jared's question as well. And so, unsurprisingly, Jared wins question of the week again. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. we still got two. I didn't vote for Jared. Oh, I Jared. Okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't go to Jared's. <laughs> Well, I'm going to vote for the horror question because the first one's a wrestling question, therefore it cannot win. And Jared always <laughs> wins. So. Oh. Yes, let's see. Hmm. So the first question was good because there's a lot of compliments in there. Yeah. A lot of nice things being said. I appreciate that. Second question was geared specifically to my interests. Therefore, I think Mr. Matt G sucking up a little bit. Uh-huh. Maybe he's trying to play me. I don't know. And then Jared, you know, over here throwing around this idea of not misgendering people and then tells Cly happy Father's Day. <laughs> I don't know, man. I know that was a, that was a little weird because I I don't have kids. So like you're sending mixed messages, send mixed messages there, bro. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, he might be the one eating a fart this week. So I think I'm going to go with CJ. And so now did I win question of the week? Mexican standoff. <laughs> oh, you had me excited, <laughs> Levi. Levi, we almost won, but it's not this week for us. So now what do we do, guys? We have a uh, we have a tie. Uh, so we're flipping a coin on this one. Well, I mean, we could maybe they both could win question of the week. Oh no 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 no! There's no second <laughs> one. Yeah, it's like only Highlander. Be one. Only be one. Exactly. There can only be one. So. And you haven't given out any games. I tried to give out games last time, and no one wanted them. Like, you know, <laughs> then all of a sudden, someone gave away the keys to my house. Oh, yeah, they came up again. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't remember uh, putting that up for grabs, but sure. Unless you're, you're paying the bills, I guess you can have it. <laughs> um, yeah. We have quite the dilemma. Jared or Matt G? I will tell you this much. Matt G does not pander to anybody. Oh, so it's a genuine question that just so happens to line up directly with things I'm interested in. Okay. Yeah, I, it, that is he. He does like a lot of this stuff. Uh, he does like a lot of Resident Evil, and oh. uh, and again, he he will only put questions if he generally is interested. It's not like he he goes 
every year, every week to try to win question of the week. He just literally generally puts questions when he has questions. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to throw last piece of information. I think you need to weigh up as well. I've seen Jared's trophy collection. He clearly does not care about artificial bling and rewards. And Matt G, he said here in his answer that he gets excited by ticking the boxes by, you know, meeting the artificial fake, you know, irrelevant goals. And so to win question of the week, I think he'd really value it. You know, I think that's something he could tick yeah. off in his life. And and he's on an upward trajectory. So maybe this is the thing that just tips him over the edge and, and sets him on fire. I mean, I don't think there's really a case to be made here. I think that Matt is our runaway winner. What do you guys think? I think that's right. a wonderful choice. And I really had to pull deep to make sure Jared didn't win, but I did it in the end. <laughs> So yes, funny, man. funny story. If you don't think the system is listening to us, uh, I just went onto Steam, and currently trending is my sexy waitress. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite graphic. Well, sounds like you got another review to do. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So we giving it to Matt, and yes or no? Yeah. Yes. Sure. All right, there you go. There you go. Matt, you've officially dethroned the king. And there wasn't a wrestling question that won today. It's a win all around. Oh, see, guys? Fair and balanced. That's how we do things. All right, here we go. Topic of the week this week's official topic, whatever we like to call it. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, we are going to do a recap of our thoughts of E3. Um, a little spoiler, I think Joe enjoyed it quite more than anyone else, but definitely <laughs> Joe. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go around the table and give everyone a chance just to kind of give their overall thoughts. And then we'll dig into some of the deeper things. I know some of you guys have some notes. Um, I know Sony really gave us a, a big amount to chew on tonight to talk about. So um, uh, Kalai, you want to start us off with what, you, what your overall thoughts were? Uh, I thought that Xbox was probably the best conference uh, out of all of them. And that's saying a lot because I was really excited for the Nintendo conference. I don't think they presented as much as they could. Uh, But again, we're probably going to be doing a a separate episode on the Nintendo stuff, guys. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, Jared, you might want to listen in so you know what to buy for for you to switch light. There you go. I I mean I heard Square Enix bombed and when I looked at Square Enix stuff I think they really screwed up some stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Capcom, you said Capcom was terrible and not worth. I was excited for the uh, Monster Hunter stuff, but I heard Matt said that it was not much. I'm like, oh, okay, it was weird. Like, why even do a a conference at all if you want to call it that like it was like it was 30 minutes it was hilarious it was absolutely hilarious it was i mean don't give me okay so i like what they've been doing and giving like different people like a chance to host their little events or whatever you know and like the lady that that presented it was cool she was nice short she's trash trash it didn't (laughs) suck it was there's way worse (laughs) They could have been uh, like uh, the freaking producer from Resident Evil. I'd just be like, huh, we do it. And like, no, it was. Or the Ubisoft like, one where they had like a friggin', uh, uh, what was it, a diversity conference instead of having an actual yeah, conference this like, year? 
Yeah. <laughs> let's, pander. let's pander politics here. That's that's what we really need at E3. They're pandering and mandarin. <laughs> uh, that's a John Cena joke. I get it. So uh, that's more of a Bo Burnham joke, but you know. Okay, whatever. Anyways, I'm just saying, like, yeah, I, I thought that uh, Capcom was kind of a waste. You know, you could have just done a random YouTube video for that, but hey, well, if, you know. I mean, here is their conference in a nutshell. For people who didn't watch it, hey guys, we're gonna show some Resident Evil DLC. Oh wait, we're not. We just started working on it because you know, by popular demand, you want a DLC. Like we weren't already making that already. Like don't, don't be <laughs> telling me like you weren't making DLC. Calm down. Like you're Capcom. That's all you do is make DLC. Look at Street Fighter, dude. Can't even make a Street Fighter seven. six. Look at Resident Evil seven. There's like freaking. Tons of DLC. They had, they they were like, hey, the game came out. They announced free DLC the, the day one. Well, right. I, it, I honestly like I was surprised there was nothing like nothing announced, not a single thing. They were like, the conference was literally like, we're gonna talk about this, 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 and I was like, okay, cool, and then we're gonna get other stuff too. And they're like, no, that's it. Don't expect anything. Yeah, it was. Uh... I was like, what? <laughs> It was weird. It was very uh, weird. It's like, it's like, hey, Monster Hunter. Hey, Monster Hunter's out. But Monster, play Monster Hunter. Hey, Resident Evil, it's out. Play more Resident Evil. So here's a Monster Hunter tie-in with Monster Hunter Rise, or a Monster Hunter Stories. No, I want crossovers with good shit. Not something that no one wants to play that you're trying to shoehorn. Just because hey, you want to sell Monster it. Hunter Stories is cute. Eh. <laughs> oh, I, we already heard about that, though. I, I don't understand, like, yeah, I like they didn't really say anything new. It was just kind of like so nothing was like that was my whole take home from the entire E3 itself. Here's a whole bunch of games we already told you about. Nothing new for most of the conferences, and the stuff that was new, we already knew it was coming because it was all rumored. So it was not, a lot of it wasn't like, oh, well, here's like this thing out of left field that you didn't think was coming, right? Even even with Xbox, like they're like, oh, here's all these games coming to Game Pass. Great, half of them are already out everywhere else. So now they're coming to Game Pass. Cool, that's cool. That, that last game, Redfall, I, I had no. That looks clue cool. That looks cool. That would look and, cool. Yeah. And it was nice that they showed something. Uh, but like, where are all the games they showed last year? Like, where were they? Well, dude, how about this? How about like like since we're on the subject of Microsoft, freaking Halo was the mid card. And Arcane was the headliner. First of all, Halo is in such bad shape that they had to rip the multiplayer out and go here, have it for free because we can't we can't finish the main game yet. So we'll give you this for free while we fix this piece of garbage. Yeah, that that we're not even going to make one whole game now. We're taking the multiplayer and making it free. And guess what? It's obviously going to have be riddled with microtransactions because they're not going to just give you free multiplayer and not charge you for skins and charge you for everything it's coming if you don't no, think it it's is not oh it, it to lie come on like it'd be real yeah but you, you miss the point with microsoft that the game is going to be free as well because it'll end up on game pass day one so so what are they going to charge for the multiplayer and then give the game away for free and no i think it's the right move i think this is what sony has bought on with their stupid bloody pay us for cross cross play like you know maybe epic's going to play that game but microsoft don't need to play that game and you you can't like look at call of duty like you know you can you can get the multiplayer part for free or you can pay your hundred bucks or whatever to buy the the next gen version if you want all the other stuff but 
if you these so, big games, they need people mm-hmm. playing them. And like PS Plus has shown us that with like look at that Rocket Arena, you know, that Ubisoft failed attempt that came out at 40 bucks and then eventually ended up free. And then plus, I think, or, or wherever else, because they need people to play them. They're gonna make their money through transactions, but they're not gonna make you can't expect, you know, 30 or 60 people just sitting around that are gonna buy. And you know, you need hundreds of people if the game's drawing 30 or 60 people in at a time with these, you know, battle so, royales. So you've got to give it away for free but, and make the money on the, the other end. Okay, but then here's the thing, and here's what all the, the 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 gaming podcasts have been talking about: is Microsoft devaluing the gaming uh, market? Are they? Because they're making it so people don't want to spend seventy dollars on a brand new game anymore because they feel entitled having Game Pass now. That I don't want to buy anything else anymore. I'll just stick with Game Pass. So are all these other developers going to go under because they can't sell their games anymore because Microsoft has to do this Game Pass thing? And then if Game Pass doesn't work out, then you also have the other side of, they bought all these studios, right? Well, if Game Pass goes away, all these studios go away because guess what? Microsoft owns them. They're not their own studios anymore. So then all those games are gone from the gaming landscape to never be seen again. Or what if what if Microsoft turns around and... like Because here's what I think is happening anyway. I think half the freaking studios they bought are working on Halo secretly. Like all those people have gone over to work on Halo and that's why they bought all these studios in the first place. They're all working on Halo right now. They have some people on the side working on their side projects, but most of these people are making sure Halo works. Because that's their that's no, their bread and butter. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think I think what this E3 showed was the fact that you know Microsoft has been copping shit for the last couple of years because they have no games, and they have been upfront about that. People like Capcom, all that they they had one in the bag. They had Resident Evil in the bag. That was done before COVID. That was maybe well, they, they shot cap- their they shot their load though, like uh, CJ. Like that's what Capcom showed me in their conference this year. They shot their entire load in two years, and they have nothing. They no, don't have anything lined up. No, it's that's not the case. This is the same with every single... I mean, the Ubisoft conference was very cleverly done. Ubisoft did hold two games back or whatever else. But there's, the thing is that none of these big games, the development time now, we're not, you know, oh, we're coming out of COVID, we're all vaccinated, everything's back to normal. That's not true. The, the slowdown in the industry is now going to come in the next two years in games because nothing's been happening for the last two years. Absolutely. And so we're, we're still seeing the back end of what's coming out of pre-COVID, you know, or they were just touching stuff up. But you can't, or you can't expect these companies to make these massive games with, you know, just just the assets alone. Trying to get these out to people in their home computers to work on, it's not, it's not viable. And you know, so Microsoft took so, the bitter pill early. These other companies didn't, and there's no problem with that. But and this is what we're seeing with Sony now too is it's going to slow down for everybody across the board. So is that, so is that, is that where Nintendo is running away with things? Because they're on lower tech, they can make things faster and and keep their consumers happy. Where all where Sony and Microsoft are struggling because they can't make games as fast. Is no, that, that's this, no, that's not true. Because look at Nintendo's conference. Nintendo never n- announces a buttload of games, and just like in Nintendo fashion, we didn't get an announcement of a buttload of games. I think they we got were, a buttload of games. We got we'll, we'll go on more tomorrow, but. There was all new games announced. That's all they did. New game after new game after new game. Nothing we knew about except for Breath of the Wild, which they showed for a minute and a half. Oh, and they wasted like four seconds of the conference talking about Mario Golf, which I literally groaned the entire time. Because it's like, it comes out in two weeks. Stop. I hate when they do that shit. If it comes out in two weeks, don't talk about it. Like, don't waste no. 30 seconds of stream time. I don't know what conference you were watching, but everything <laughs> I watched was either, it was either announced on a different platform first. No. Or... 
I can, give you, was... I can give you, okay, Metroid 5, that's one. Uh, okay. The new Mario Party, two. Advance Wars, three. Uh, what else? Uh, WarioWare, four. What, five would be, what's five? I'm trying to think. There was another one, too. Oh, that new RPG that they showed for the first time. Uh, I don't even remember the freaking name of it, but it looks like. I couldn't even catch the name of it. I literally haven't. Yeah, it went, it went so fast, but that looked really good anyway. But right, there, but there, there was but that's no five. Reason. But that's five things in 40 minutes. Hmm. That's more than Square did their entire conference. But not but not Xbox. Xbox. Name, name all the new things they announced that they didn't announce in anything other than that E3 conference. Just name them. Because there's not more than there's not more than six that we uh, that we didn't know about. Oh, there was Redfall. Yeah, that's one. I mean okay. the new uh, the new yeah, Outer, Wo- Outer Worlds two. Yeah, Outer, Worlds, Outer Worlds two was coming. We knew that. They already said the sequel was coming. Oh, <laughs> I mean you could argue that everything's coming. Well, I mean, no, they already they already well, announced going, that they yeah, were yeah. in development <laughs> on a sequel. I mean, last they, year. I mean a great one. Another another scooping that they've got. You know, and I know PS five does as well. But they've got Hades. That's wonderful. Full again for yeah. them is coming. But again, you that's know, not new. Well, it that's is it's new to this something. system. It is new no, because unless you own a Switch or a PC, you can't play it. It's, it's not new, new though. Well, it's not ex- it, if you're it's not new. If if it's already been somewhere, it's not new. It's new to you, but it's not new. That'd be yeah. like, "Oh, well, Resident Evil 8 is coming to the Switch." It's not yeah. a new game. It's just coming to the Switch. Well, I think you're in for a very hard couple of years ahead because this is going to oh, be I the trend for the next few years. It is going to be the so... trend. I agree. I did I, that I, too. I wanted to double down on something CJ said because uh since I run a manufacturing plant, like he is Never been so right. Like when you're talking about like the lull from pre-COVID is what we're seeing now. And then the actual like hang up from COVID shutdowns, like that's what we're going to experience in the next couple of years. One hundred thousand percent, like all of the materials, things that we use to manufacture our equipment and ship our stuff, like one calendar year after COVID that's when we started seeing the shortages and dude, every week it's, Oh, we can't get gripper material for pads. We can't get foam for pads. We can't get weight stacks for, for stuff. We can't yeah, you get, were telling me that. We can't get clips and carabiners. We can't get certain types of steel. It's like, Oh, you carry this one size. Mm-hmm. And for since 2013, you've never, ever had like not been able to get 10, 20, 30 bundles of whatever it is you buy. Like now I, I go months without being able to buy certain types of material because that's where we are in the pipeline and where we are in the flow. And I agree all these people having to pivot and learn how to work from home. And then like, we have not even begun to see, you know, the damage that did to the games industry. And we don't, we don't even know. We don't know what it did. We don't know how much of an effect it had on them. We don't know. I I know you, you kind of do though, because you're starting to like, think about this, right? Generation wise. Okay. Like the companies that believed in generations, (laughs) they believed in generations until they didn't. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I mean, it's funny and it's a great, you know, way to make fun of them, but look at Sony. They went, we've never in all, this is the fifth iteration of PlayStation. We've never seen them go and turn, turn tail and say, Oh wait, all these games that we would normally put on our next gen console to push that we're going to turn around and throw them back on the previous gen stuff. I mean, Microsoft forced that hand. So did the fact that you can't buy a console. I would love to, you know, like blame it on Microsoft, you know, and think that the they had something to do with it. But I really do believe it's because they don't have 
um, that the pipeline is clogged. I think that it's it's more so than the consoles because if you look at where we're at right now, there are more PlayStation 5s in the wild at this point in the generation than there were PlayStation 4s in the wild at this generation. And I heard... But, but doesn't, uh, that, doesn't that deal with the fact that manufacturing is much bigger and there's more plants now to make consoles than there were 10 years ago? Sure, but the actual amount of units out at this point in the game you know, you were getting straight up exclusive games that were they were not dialing them back for the for the previous gen, you know. And then now, what's the total for that? We should actually do like do the math for seven, that for the next for the next something million or something like that. Like, no, let's do the total. Let's talk about that next episode of how many exclusives, exclusives there were at this point, because we're only what like seven months into the console generation. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was more than four on the PS4. Seven well, months we, in. Well, we can look at that, you know, at a, at a later date. But, right. but I think the, kind of just kind of wrapping up my my point is, I think that we're going to continue to see um, things move at a slower pace as far as output goes, uh, and we're going to continue to see a lot of these decisions being made that we would have often not seen before. A lot of that because of COVID, but also, I mean, Game Pass is is changing the game. You know, whether we like it or not, I mean, you got two, two, you know, companies that are not going head to head anymore. They're going in their own opposite directions. You got PlayStation saying, oh, we're going $70 next gen. And then games, uh, you know, uh, Xbox saying, oh, we got Game Pass. Yeah. You know, here, here, here's how we're going to fight our competition. And it's smart. Take them out of their knees. So, oh, you want to, you want your people to pay? Sure. You have three exclusive games on your next gen platform that the other, that the competitor does not have. But the other, the competitor's like, hey, you don't even have to buy your games, you know, come play them here. And then when they're cheaper, you know, and you, you do want to buy a game that used to be on game pass, then you go buy it. Um, you know, typically I stand on the other side of the fence and I you know, like make fun of Microsoft, but realistically this E3, I believe was the, was the, the turning point. Okay. This is where, when they said 27 games coming to game pass, 30 games being shown, they weren't playing around. They were extremely diverse. You know they showed off their partnerships with the uh, with the, the Japanese segment and the Yakuza games, which they are were already touting. They announced a ton of different games, you know, and then they're really pushing that Bethesda partnership, which we've been waiting this whole time to find out. Yes. You know, when they opened the show up saying Starfield's exclusive, that was that was that was it, dude. That was the moment where they're like, we're not playing anymore. Like this is not like this is not the be friendly Microsoft that we that you've been talking about this whole time. They're like, this we're legit now. We've got games. We're showing games. And like it or not, one of the most um anticipated games that's gonna come out in the next few years is Starfield. Whether it's a janky Bethesda game or not, it's gonna sell millions of copies. It's gonna oh, be well, it won't sell any because it's on Game Pass, but you know. I mean, you're still gonna have your Bethesda diehards buy the game. I mean, like do they make sure. do they make physical games for Xbox? Can you go on a storm? That's the funny. That's the funny thing you say that there's no new games to. Okay, let me rephrase that. There's no new exclusive next gen only games out yet. That's not X, you know, playable in the previous gen, with the exception of the medium. But its physical release is coming out when it releases for PS Five. So I haven't. I don't, I don't really know, you know, that right now it's just Xbox games or Xbox games. Like I bought Resident Evil five and it's just one copy playable across all SKUs. And I just saw where they're showing, I'm sorry, I won't catch up again. Um, but I just saw where 
I think it was a, a game Game Informer or GameSpot, one of the two of them, was showing what the new Xbox Series c- cases look like, and because they've got like a white stripe on them. I was like, huh? They're just now advertising that because there haven't been any to come out, you know. And as it stands right now, they don't need it. Like they're still selling just fine. Their consoles sell out just like PlayStations do. So. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about because uh, I got cut off because Joe said there's not any exclu- there's not a lot of like new announcements from Xbox. I think Xbox was the only one that bought all the new announcements. So Redfall was absolutely out of nowhere. That yep. looked cool. Yeah, hundred percent. Forza Horizon Five. I had no idea they were working on that. Even though we expected a game of a Forza game. It's like CJ said, there hasn't been any real build up to it, and it did not look like it was going to come out this year. Yeah, so right. That was that was that was a surprise. Flight Simulator later did not surprise me. The Top Gun DLC did. <laughs> well, just cool. before you say that, Kali, though, on a technical perspective, that Flight Sim that surprised me because now they've said they're going to run it at thirty frames per second on the the Series X. Now already that's a technical marvel that they'll be able to get that game to run, but I think it's going to run on the the S as well. Now that's that's an impressive feat of engineering because that game, you know, you need a total high end PC. So how it will run, who knows? But the fact that they're even going to attempt that, I think it, it, that surprised me. I agree. Uh, so we're at three. Outer Worlds two. That was a surprise. I, I, I agree. Uh, even though it was assumed, <laughs> and then they did say they were working on stuff. I I still stand by on that one. That was out of left field. I, I like that commercial too. Yeah, it was that was cute. an awesome oh, it was trailer. So good. <laughs> it was such a good trailer. I was watching it, and like the more self aware it got, I was like, dude, <laughs> this is awesome. And then it was like Outer Worlds two, and I audibly yelled. Holy crap, Levi's gonna freak. <laughs> that that trailer was something I thought I thought it was gonna be something like a mythic quest thing at some point. It was so in that sense of humor. It was fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was no, wait, let's keep going. We're not done. Atomic Heart. Yeah. That looked good. Which has I'm been announced for, for PC, but not for console. So that was that was good. I was like, whoa, dude, I've been watching that game on uh, the gaming Bible or something, the lad Bible, one of those things. Shredders, I had no idea it was coming, which is that snowboarding game. Yep. Yep. I know. I didn't know anything about that. Shredders looked really good. I, mm-hmm. I have to say that looked impressive. I was like, "Oh, this looks way better than any snowboard game that's come out in the last like thirty years." The next game that surprised me, which I had no idea was coming, and as soon as they announced it, I screamed. And after the conference, I called Levi a Plague of Tale of Requiem. Yep. The sequel yep. to a pale, uh, Plague of Tales. Yep. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. Which that, that one's coming cool. multi-console, but still, the fact that they showed it there and it's a day one Game Pass game, that's a big get. How about Party Animals? Uh, is that the sequel to Game Beast? Is that yeah. what that is? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a sequel, but yeah, totally the same game, same engine. Yeah. That looks cute. Came out of nowhere. Um, now, we did see the, um, we get the date for release for the 12 minutes, which we saw before, and we got the Psychonauts, of course. Right. 12 but, minutes. Psychonauts awesome. we knew we were getting, and that's coming to everything, right? Psychonauts? Yeah. Because yeah. that was already announced for everything. Yeah. Yeah. PlayStation first, I believe. Like, that yes. was, an, that that was, was announced on PlayStation, and then Microsoft bought the studio. Yeah. So it was supposed to be exclusive to PlayStation. Yeah, you're right. So the one, so then we get to Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves 
was no big deal. The fact that Disney is partner with them to yeah. bring a Pirates Life, that mm. threw me for a loop. I mean, Pirates, I was... Pirates of the Caribbean on there with all the voice actors was pretty insane. I have to say yeah. that's that they I mean, it, I mean, it's Microsoft big digging, uh, big digging, big digging. Like they just spent money and they got them to do all the voices because that you know, you know how much that must have cost them? They made a fortune. Uh, they got yeah. everybody to do voices. Yeah, but you keep going on about this, like Microsoft's throwing money here, Microsoft's throwing money there. Nobody's saying anything about the fact that Sony must basically be funding Final Fantasy 16 by now, if that thing ever happens with Square. But but that's not a problem. You know, that's not a problem at all that that's happening, yet Microsoft's pissing money away. Like, both companies are doing that. There's no, it's Um, just the cost of business. It's just a difference of the landscape. I mean, like, and I don't want to shit on Microsoft's conference because it was a good conference. But like, if you take Bethesda away, what did they have? Oh, keep going, keep going, Clark, because you got more. I yep, I do have more. Um, Stalker Two. I yep. don't think anybody knew about that, right? Well, so the that one has been talked about already. Um, I okay. don't know where, but I it was a big deal because the Stalker friend. It was like people have been asking for a new stalker game for years because there's technically two already there's stalker and then stalker chernobyl or something like that um but yeah the fact that that was uh, announced for console that was huge like i said me and the wife were watching it and by me and the wife watch i mean she was not watching it while i was <laughs> but um but i was like oh dude that looked really really cool yeah oh and your battlefield announcement dropped yep that was a good one. I mean, it's nice they show off the power of the Xbox. That's really what they did with that announcement. Like that 128 player battle battle was insane. Mm-hmm. Like seeing that many people play and it like playing that smoothly was pretty fucking impressive. I have yeah. to say, but like no one's buying that game. Like that game's no. gonna flop. Seventy dollars <laughs> for just multiplayer. No one is buying that. No, that that one's gonna be that's gonna be a bust I, for sure. It looks but, like it's going to be the next Titanfall too. But Sorry. because because EA Play is attached to yeah, right. Game Pass, don't don't you get to play that with Game yeah. Pass? That's right. Yeah. Do you so, or do you have to wait? Well, for it, it, to it come depends. To EA Play? Where, yeah, it depends whether they listen. You know, they ain't going to give that shit for free yeah. day one. Yeah. <laughs> nah, pretty, I bet yeah. you. I bet you. That's why they showed it there. I'm sure the marketing deal has something to do with it too. But I bet because that game's going to be you know multiplayer only. They're gonna and you know EA and Microsoft are always in bed together. Anyways, I bet what? you they're gonna. Yeah, dude, that's they've always been in bed. You together. think so? I think Sony gets a lot more EA exclusives than they do. No, no, no way. Like Mad, I mean, Mad I think movies launches Mass first Effect. On it. They originally released on 360. You didn't even get Mass Effect until the until the trilogy collection came out on PS3. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, sir. Yeah, not to mention so the I... peaceful partnership. It's a huge one. But yeah, go ahead, Claw. I was going to say, I just named 10 games. Out of those 10 games, maybe two of them were Bethesda games. Yeah, there's so more I don't too. know how... Huh? There's more because you had that uh, that twin stick shooter that they showed off. Was that... Because uh, I have notes on every single game, but I couldn't remember some of them. Contraband? Uh, no, Contraband was a different one. No, there's a twin stick shooter they yeah. showed like three quarters way through the conference, maybe even 80% through it. It's like... Um, in the same vein as like Alienation, Dead Nation, like oh, like a Housemark game, like pre-Eternal stuff. I mean, yes, Eternal. There's the Ascent. Yes, yeah. the Ascent. That one. That's, That's going to okay. be really cool. Yeah. So there's ten Xbox isn't, isn't games. That, it, it, yeah, but are all of those exclusive? 
Uh, 27 of them were. Yeah, but isn't that half the Game Pass stuff, Dan? Well, no, no, no. Oh, no, so, no. The Game, no, stuff, no, the game Pass stuff is stuff that's mostly out, actually. Yeah. So I could tell you, I wrote, uh, see, I wrote this down. Okay, so Redfall is Xbox exclusive. Yep, Forza Starfield. 5. Uh, well, I'm going from backwards to forwards because I, I wrote them down literally as they were announcing them. So I have them all in order. So I'll start, fine, I'll start in order. Yes, Starfield is going to be your, is going to be exclusive. Are any of them console exclusive? I'm going to get there. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant like actual console exclusive. Like you can yeah. only play it on the system, not on PC. PC counts as console exclusive. Well, so you don't have to buy that, a console, so no, it doesn't. Well, that so you, you had to they, they forfeited that years and years ago. Like they're almost a one to one, and by the end of this gen, it will be one to one. I think by the end of the gen, it'll be one to one too. It'll be I think, it'll be console, PC, and streaming stick. And so, yeah. it just it just matters. Like, but I, here's the thing: when they say PC exclusive, it doesn't necessarily mean it's coming to Steam. It could be meaning it's coming to Windows Store. Correct. It's just going to Xbox. Yeah, it's just going to Xbox. So it's it's not really like, to me, it's console and Xbox are the same. I mean, I think we just call it Xbox now. We don't call it PC or console anymore. It's just an Xbox game because it's an ecosystem now. They're not even trying to play this whole like PC versus system thing. Theirs is an ecosystem. It's all just one. And... Like that, just like oh, keep finish finish what you have to say because I have a question yeah. for all of you after this. But okay, so Stalker Two comes first to Xbox and PC, okay. Um, see, Contraband was an Xbox exclusive. Um, schools console launch exclusive Party Animals, so it launches exclusively first, I think, on um the console. Uh, they showed yeah. an Age of Empires game that'll be uh, exclusive. I'm That's sure. exclusive, yeah. Age of Empires Four that is exclusive because Microsoft makes the game. Mm. So uh, see, we had Slime Ranchers Two as well. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, about that one. The first one was uh, that came Thomas. out of nowhere because I was like, "Wow, you're really getting Slime? They're really making a Slime Ranchers 2? Yep. Mm-hmm. My daughter replaced. That's another console exclusive. I don't even remember what that game is, but that's what I wrote down. But also autocorrected, so go figure that one. Um, you say it autocorrected on you? <laughs> it could have. Uh, the Ascent is a console launch exclusive. Uh, Outer Worlds 2 is an Xbox console exclusive. Flight Simulator is probably Xbox exclusive, because I don't think the PlayStation could run it. Flight Forza, Simulator? I mean, it, yeah, it's a PC game, so I don't think it'll ever come to Xbox console exclusive Forza and Redfall will be an Xbox exclusive. So yes, there I mean, are. I knew, exclusive... Well, I know Forza would be Xbox exclusive. Forza, yeah, but... but I just named ten games that were surprised. Half of them are Xbox exclusive. So you know, there's your exclusivities that everybody's looking for, and mm-hmm. you know. Well, there to further on that, there's going to be Microsoft have teased and the dates are coming through now that there'll be one, you know, exclusive, well, whether it be time exclusive or whatever else through Game Pass every month now for the rest of the year. So, so there's, there's that's, in, that's, I mean, that's smart. That's I smart. Mean, that's, yeah. smart. Yeah. that's what they've been that, working it, it, towards. So, I mean, if you bought 27 studios or 23 or 27 studios, you better right. be having games. Yeah. Like you, you have to, like, yeah, you have to. That's and, right. You, but but I'm just afraid that what's going to happen is what happened to Rare, and they're just going to get stuck making garbage. Yeah. Well, well, well you know, time. Look at the, look at the garbage has turned into now, though. Yeah. Because 
because they keep investing in that. That was that's what that Disney and Microsoft partnership uh, showed me was that like they took a potentially garbage game, which I mean I played. Me and Noah tried to play that game. It was like, eh. what game I, again? Um, see if these. Oh yeah. And then now, I mean, they're arguably partnering with one of the biggest entities in entertainment. Yeah, but but that's typical of an MMO style game that it gets much better as time goes on. You know, it should get better. It should better. get better. So, Look at Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Number one MMO in the world now. But uh, can can I throw out one game because I know we we haven't touched the Ubisoft conference, which I thought was really strong as well. And I thought I thought both Xbox and Ubi bought a conference. I don't think anyone else did, and I don't blame anyone else because I don't know that anyone else thought they were going to bring what they bought either. I think <laughs> you know this was going to be a video direct, that, like a Sony State of Play. I think a lot of the companies thought this is all this was going to be, and I mean, so I, they were surprised when when a real thing came. And I think. You know, I wasn't surprised. I feel like that's what you have to do at E3. Well, you yeah, like, but it's a transition. Last year, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But I don't want excuses. Like, you're no, no. Working, I, I, like, I, I think I everybody's working on stuff, and they refuse to show it this year because they're like, it's not ready. Well, I, I think it was good in hindsight whether Sony had an inside line or not. But it's good that Sony didn't present because they didn't need to present. They're in first; they don't need to, and they would have been crucified if no. they had have presented against because they, they they would have been compared against Xbox. And this was a bad year for comparisons. But I think I thought you know Microsoft had to come out swinging; they didn't have a choice. You know, they they really well, they need fixed to. their problem. They fixed their problem. Yeah, but you Ubisoft, and I don't know if either of you watched the conference, and I know a I lot did. of pe- yes, people don't like those ga- some of the games they. Produce produce but every year they they're they're solid and this there was no difference this year with what they showed between what they would show at a a live conference they had plenty to show and and new stuff as well and i thought like the i know we haven't talked about it tonight but the the writer's republic which they showed and like this game it may be the most anticipated game for me this year now after looking into it more and seeing footage they showed that last year at E3. Yeah, yeah, but it's you know it's coming in September, and it's a it's an MMO style which they weren't very clear on up until now, and it's it's got elements of the crew in it, it's got elements of steep in it. It just and, looks like steep on acid. Yeah, I think you know, and again, if <laughs> that you was fun. If you don't like those games, it's not going to be good good for you. But if no, you steep was really good. Yeah, if you like those, I think that's that's a really exciting property in in a quite a quite a good conference as well. So I think. You know, I think everybody else was just just presenting their video direct, and and you know, Xbox really went for it or whatever else, which I think they they needed to do, and and UB were consistent. But I don't I don't really have a problem with any of the other ones, and I think you know, I think in hindsight, as we said, Sony missing out was was probably for the best. But just the number of games, like as we iterated before, the number of games you know that are coming you know, in one form or another on whatever system over the next year, it's, there's tons to play. There's a huge amount. So, you know, I, I, I don't see how anyone could be unhappy. And I think that, you know, this, this last two years has shown the power of the indies coming forward and game passes, you know, it's helping that or whatever, but there are, you know, I'm physically having to limit myself because I play so many indies. It sucks up so much of my time. But there's just wall to wall of them. Even even this week, we're getting now. You know, some tabletop games are coming out on both Xbox and PS5 for the first time, um, digitized. You know, and 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 built out. Uh, it's just it's fantastic. So there's just there's so much there. You know, w- what was shown was a very small percentage, I think, of what we're actually going to see in this next six months. I th- honestly, I think with the way, you know, with COVID and holding up development stuff, I think that the uh, indie scene is going to erupt. I think yeah. that that's what's going to be pushing people through. And those, I really do think that a lot of the big companies will start to 
focus back on indies again because they're going to need them. I, I just think like indies have, have done well for themselves and they're never going to let anybody push them around anymore. I think they're going to do their own thing now. I think they're going to find a way. They know that the money's in it. They're the money's in, you know, getting a deal with somebody, but, but they've proved that they can stand on their own now. Like yeah. these games are not, they shouldn't be called indies anymore. A lot of these games. Like they're very, they're much better than half the AAA games. Yeah, sadly. Well, a lot of them are also seeking funding from major studios too. So it's it's well, what's indie and what's not? It's all up in the air. But I exactly, think, it's a muddy water. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think so too. But I think the big thing is, and I think this is the big part: Ubisoft and EA, particularly as, as the two you know biggest perhaps independent publishers, they have to play. And I know this is an unpopular opinion because I've already heard people say, but Ubi bringing out what will in effect be a, a year two season pass i'm sure for for assassin's creed the first time they've done that and yes i'm sure they'll charge for it but that is exactly what i want to see from a company like that they've built this massive world it's an amazing world it's way too big a world for one year one story that's a world you could live in for two or three years and flesh out like dying light did dying light's a small world and they're still supporting that thing this yep. is a massive world there's no need to have a new assassin's Creed every two three four years let's have this one and build out the world build out different characters and i think you be doing that you know an ea will be watching that i'm sure and i'm sure microsoft and sony are watching that as well because it makes sense financially to build something and then to just you know procreate it over time as well but that will allow the indies to become an even stronger presence in that your triple a's are games you play you buy once you buy your microtransactions for years if you want but you can play them for you know hundreds and hundreds of hours with interesting new content they'll make their money through small charges over time and that'll really open the door for more indies where your four to eight hour 20 hour experiences maybe that that you play you know and then you you dump and you move on to the next and i think I thought that was really encouraging, and I think that Riders Republic is set in that vein as well. I think we're well, I think seeing that's a change strategy now, right? That, no, that's just their strategy. Yeah. I know that's Ubisoft's strategy going forward. Is we're all games of service now. Yeah, every single game they're putting out is now a games of service. And I think they're no longer making standalone games anymore. That's right. And I think for them in a position that you know EA, there's not many companies in a position that can make a big you know open world game and, and resource it and do that. And I think Bethesda as well now for Microsoft. I mean, this there's already rumors this star. I feel that they they they've taken grabs of what they've shown and there's actually you know supposedly imaging from mm-hmm. from the coast of elder scrolls online so there might be some flipped assets there as well but there's no problem with that you know these things are so big no, I, why not and i think and i think if the assassin's creed games are like big enough and they're long enough and they have enough stuff in them like to go back and play i think it's worth you know dropping another 50 60 dollars in but it's like it's like you're just buying another game anyway. Well, that's right. Like they're, just char- they're just charging the price of a second game. It's right. And sure. if the landscape is there, you're dropping in the story. You're dropping in all that stuff. But the, if the base of the game is good, there's no need to keep redeveloping that. And, I mean, I don't know if you've watched the latest Mythic Quest yet, Kali, but they have all the screenshots. Are like He does this amazing spiel, and he's basically pitching Assassin's Creed, and they actually have the Assassin's Creed shots. And it's hilarious or whatever else. But it's true. That's what they need to do. Just oh, build no, the world. I haven't been able to. Uh, watch it yeah the first five minutes are hilarious you'll you'll love it but yeah it, it's the future i think of build the world and then support it for a lot longer even if it's a but single do, player but, game then... but do gamers want that like do gamers want well, that? I do. do they want single <laughs> you might but i don't i don't want a game where i have to keep buying microtransactions i just want to buy a second game like yeah. and that's i'm, I don't I'm know, man. just dying light really like that game showed me that you can have a a single player game with a 
story with a little bit of multiplayer, you know, access or influence or whatever, and then just keep supporting it. I just yep. continue to go back. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm down for a platform, you know, yeah. and don't get me wrong. I love the idea of like, Ooh, I got a new resident evil every couple of years, but if they gave me like, you know, they, they gave me one and just kept churning out content every six months, you know, yeah. like I would never leave. Hmm. I would just stay in that. I just, it's totally what I want. I mean, if they're just going to charge you the same price for a new game, it's basically like they're getting, they're, you're buying a new game anyway. Well, I, I think they charge this, and it's not—it's not every game. Like you know, Resident Evils don't suit that format. They will be your standalone games. But no, but like Madden these does, big... and they don't do it with that, which I think is hilarious. Well, that's a sports title that—that's separate again. But these, you know, open world sort of games—it's—it always strikes me so much work has gone into building that world. You could live in that like world for years, you know, like they well, could that, do that. So I think it's so exciting. Much... So much work is put into Madden, but they make you buy a brand new engine. They make you buy everything every year. <laughs> yeah. And the same, it's the same could be said for like, I always said this and I know Daryl, I've said this on the show before. Like if WWE was smart, they would make one engine and one use game. it for like five years and just yep. give you DLC packs of new wrestlers, new rings, new arenas, some free stuff because they fucked up with the last game. Like, and that would be your perfect scenario, but like, they don't want to do that. They uh-huh. want to make, they want to make you buy another game. Yeah. I can't, I don't, I don't know if anyone remembers, it's funny talking engines, but in that UB conference, they showed a game, I don't know the name of it, but it was shown in the Snowdrop engine, which of course mm-hmm. is the Division engine. And I know everyone's got their own thing, you know, Sony's one is very good too, but that engine, that's phenomenal. And oh, that, that's great. that game showed me that's... that they're really only on the edge of learning that that engine completely. Like oh, it was yeah. amazing well, in Division 2, but it's But that was kind of fun, that was kind of interesting too. Like, you know how they're going towards this whole like thing where they're going towards, you know, games of service and then they announced now it's a freaking standalone division game yes yeah that's yeah. i was like i was like what yes <laughs> yeah. i was like that was a huge pivot for them i was like okay wait so the division your most wildly popular game which i don't understand how it's so popular it's a fun game but once you beat the game like it, it, you're just doing the same thing over and over again yeah. like that's my only problem that's with what division. people like, like <laughs> Uh, dude, yeah, <laughs> clearly, because people keep doing it. Turkey. But I feel like that's just that's just like the people who play those games, like shooter games, like they just they get locked in. They could just play those games forever. Yeah, but see, yep. this is the interesting thing, and I know we're detecting we're running long, but every game has a no. le- learning curve. And, you know, you, you find this playing JRPGs. Like, it takes, like, a 100-hour game. The learning curve could be 20 hours with figuring it all 100%. out. And when... You know, there's a limit to how many of those games you can play at once because you your brain can only handle so many different systems in different games. You know, while you're learning them, and then if you stop playing them for a while, come back, you've got to relearn them. So the the attraction of having a division of these assassins where you learn the system and the core system doesn't change that's really appealing for mature gamers. You know, thirty plus that don't have the time and and you know physically to maybe balance so many different systems in their head. You know, with with life and work and family. I think it's just the pick up and go aspect of it too. Yeah, I, I don't know the depth of a game. Like that's the problem. You know, people go, "Oh, I want to, I want to, you know, get into a hundred hour game and play it over years." But at the systems, well, you only can do that with one. So, so just keep those systems, you know, consistent. And I know they've got to evolve them and makes it exciting. But that's why games like you know you don't understand it because you're playing a lot of different games. But people gravitate to the division or to one MMO or to an Assassins because they yeah. learn the system. And the system doesn't change, so it, they can. Yeah, pick that's up my and brother-in-law. Play. Yeah, he's been playing World of Warcraft as long as I've known him. Exactly, and they raid twice a week, and that's their game. That's the, like every couple years, he might pick up an Assassin's Creed. 
Yeah. Like that's it though. He's I guess I guess I'm just and... Yeah. I I'm not I'm not having a go at you, Joe, because I play everything. No, no, I guess I guess too. no, I, I'm I'm just kinda locked in a single player mindset. Like I just yeah. don't I think like it's it's like multiplayer gaming has invaded the single player space so much, it's pushing it out of the way to where like it can't it can't coexist anymore. Yeah. Well it's, I don't, like, I don't something even think something has to give at this point. Yeah, I, I think it can be in single player too. I think I think the point is that I find it exhausting trying to balance lots of different games if they play totally differently. And I so I tend to gravitate towards playing games that are all similar while I'm playing that style of game. And I think, you know, and, and for a casual person you know, it must be hugely intimidating. So they're only going to, you know, play one and that's it forever. And I, I think, I think the companies, you know, by evolving the games rather than just continually making new iterations of them, I, I think that's the future. And I know a lot of people don't like that. I know trophy hunters and achievement hunters don't like that because potentially it's less kill trophy. The system. Exactly. Well, but it's going to kill the system. Exactly. It's going to kill the system entirely. But you know, uh, for for me personally, where I am in my gaming, I think that's far more exciting. And it's the idea that I can play this game over years as opposed to like I'll bash through it in forty hours and I'll never see it again because there's nothing else like, to on- do. Yeah, but that's like that honestly goes down to the question of like if they if they both announce tomorrow that we're getting rid of achievements and trophies, like. The only thing it would hurt is sales of games because people just wouldn't buy all the crap that they buy because you wouldn't be able to get trophies and achievements from it. Yeah. It would just hurt sales. It wouldn't hurt anything else. Like, yeah. I mean, people would cry because they wouldn't have a digital penis anymore. Yeah. But like, find a way. (laughs) I I know. I just think people people would start underground trophy collecting. They'd make yep. up their own like trophies for games and have their own system. Before there were trophies, my brother and I, we, we had modded consoles. And we would just put an asterisk beside the games that we beat. You would just go into the menu, change the name. <laughs> There's always going to be a system. <laughs> yeah. And we, we had, that was our system. We would just put an asterisk on there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But no, I think, I think that E3, from that, that perspective, if you look at it in that perspective, that really only Yubi and, because even that Summer Games Fest the day before was a bizarre thing, was, I thought. That was really. I'm... <laughs> yeah. So, so they were the really. <laughs> Two conferences in the <laughs> traditional style. Everybody else was an, a stopgap until you know things improve. Well, I, I thought think. I thought Nintendo had a real conference, like they always do. I I just think Nintendo was just games, 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 like Xbox was this year. They weren't. They even came up in front and they're like, "You're not getting the new Switch. Stop asking for it. We're only showing games. That's all we're doing. Mm. Like, don't don't expect anything crazy." Um. And I think Microsoft killed it in the aspect that they listened to what people said about their last four years of conferences. Stop talking about, stop doing these developer deep dives. No one wants that. We want trailers, we want games, and we want a lot of them. We want them fast and quick. I hate when people talk about their game during an E3 press conference. Like, do that afterwards. Like, do that, do like a deep dive interview that comes on after the conference is over, where you talk about, oh, this is how the game is. Because when when you talk too much about a game to me, like, I get turned off. I don't want to know too much about it before I play it. Yeah. I just want to see the opening trailer. I want to see what it looks like. I don't need too much of a deep dive. And then I want to get it. Like I can pretty much decide then and there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think Microsoft did it, did a killer job of just going game, 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 game. Oh wait. And here's every Yakuza game. Cause you guys have been bitching about it. Well, here's the rest of them. Here's like a dragon. And then they were like, oh, yeah, all the Bethesda games? Well, now they're all on Game Pass. And they're all coming. This is when they're coming. This is when the other ones are coming. This is when the other ones are coming. Oh, yeah, and these 15 games, they're coming to Game Pass day one. And then even though they're coming to PS4 or whatever, or 5, they're coming to Game Pass as well. And they were very, like, strategic about the way that they ran their conference. And I and my hat's off to them. 
I just don't know why anyone should buy an Xbox. Well, actually, that's my well, final question. I was going to throw this at both Daryl and Kalai and, and Joe, if I could, uh, if that's okay. I know we're running running long, yeah, but yeah. I, I read this awesome comment today and it was like, you know, again, it was on an Xbox leaning site and it's like, you know, oh, but this is going to be exclusive. And it's like, well, you know, and it was on a PlayStation leading site. That's right. And it's like, oh, Xbox is going to be exclusive. Uh, Bethesda is going to be exclusive, blah, 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 you know, and now you'll have to buy an Xbox. And then it's like, well, now you'll know what all the Xbox gamers felt like when they had to go and buy a PlayStation for everything that you've had exclusive and i thought like this it's a great point and in the back of my mind definitely tripped by the fact of this final fantasy 7 intergrade or whatever it is that you know sony have locked up probably forever now uh, on their system uh, it's in the back of my mind that eventually you're going to have to get this ps5 to play these games you know and now microsoft has clearly shown us that's going to be the case so you know daryl joe and i know Claire, you have the computer or whatever but in the back of your mind on either side are you you know the have you sort of come to terms yourself with the thinking as well that you will be picking up the next system maybe sooner than you thought in the next year or two because of the the way it's clearly going with the exclusives uh sure uh i mean i had already been planning on picking up a new xbox anyways not just because of the games but because of that one feature the quick resume i would love to have that for my games Mm -hmm five games at once <laughs> eight games at once <laughs> dude that's insane it is awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's a trophy hunter's wet dream <laughs> yeah, it is exactly yeah. <laughs> um I, i'm dude yeah i mean like i've been an avid xbox like hater for a while and i've got plenty of stories to back up why i feel the way i do um, but I've got plenty of Xbox consoles around me right now to 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 show you that hey, I like games. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, but it's not so yeah. much a prejudice; it's the fact that you know you'll only be able to play it on that system, the Series X. Right, right, and I'll get one eventually, mm. uh, maybe sooner than later. I mean, realistically, this conference is what I've been wanting. You know, I've been like, wait, where? Like, you keep asking, when is the when's the excuse to get it, or why should I? Why should I? And this conference is like, okay. Mm. Now we're cooking with gasoline because realistically the Xbox one generation just did not offer a lot. Mm. And the Xbox 360 generation offered a ton first party and second party, third party relationships. Um, some of my favorite games of that gen came out on release exclusively on Xbox splinter cell conviction left for dead one and two, you know, like some amazing games that only came out on on uh, xbox 360 and now it's like oh here we are again they're 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 ramping up so uh, i think this was the one i, I said that earlier in the, in the show this was the time that where they said we're not playing games anymore we're really doing this and you know in the next calendar year we're going to really start seeing the fruit of their labor so mm-hmm. i'm excited i also think that the, the xbox and the playstation divided by another reason like when you think of multiplayer games, you think you thought Xbox 360, not PlayStation 3. Correct. And I feel that Xbox is going back to that now. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, you might think that these games are all terrible because they're not your single player experiences all necessarily. But that's not a bad thing. No, I think I think that it's great that Xbox is is is, you know, throwing punches now because for years they were just a bungee bag. And they just took it on the chin repeatedly. 
And I think what they're trying to do with Game Pass is revolutionary, but I also I also have caution for it because if it doesn't work out, it's going to be detrimental. But if it does, if it is successful, it's also going to be detrimental on the other side because how does Sony continue to do what they're doing and Nintendo continue to charge what they're charging if Xbox is doing what they're doing? Like, how can they justify it? It's like, you just look at the numbers. It's like, they can't eventually they're they're going to have to shift to a to a service model they can't continue to go down this route if microsoft continues to succeed with this not necessarily i i kalai i think i think the sales are going to shift in the next year towards xbox and game pass i do because people are going to see the value and they're not gonna i've already had friends who told me like why would i buy a playstation or why would i buy a switch if all my games are just free on xbox all I have to do is buy Game Pass, yeah. and it's and it's and it's they have to buy Game Pass. You're not buying games; you're buying Game Pass now. It's funny you mention that because, like, in the back of my mind, I thought like that Sony Digital Console was a mistake, and perhaps what Sony should do in the future, because they they're not going to be able to expand, you know, across PC and gaming stick and all this, is to double down on the physical and make sure that all their games are still physical or whatever else. And because while Microsoft I mean, can. They, they- they could. Well, while Microsoft they, continue down this path, you know, more and more, like just the other day in Australia, there was a major hack on online banking that went down for a day and a half. It only takes a bad hack, you know, and we're in that sort of a thing, and I'm not wishing that on anyone, but it only takes something like that to happen to Microsoft, and it goes down for three days, and the shit that would flow from, I can't play my Game Pass, I can't play my games, I can't get on anything, and the swing against them on that sort of a thing would be huge, I think. And, you know, everyone's embracing this digital side while it's working but if there was a you know a week like you know heaven forbid that sony fiasco years ago where it was down for a month like if something would have happened like that at least sony you know if they're doubling down on the physical and they sort of are in a way because as you say trying to buy microsoft discs it's difficult you know a lot of this stuff's not even being printed um or whatever else it's all digital they're going to be in a lot a lot lot harder position and it only takes a day or two and people get the shits because if they turn it on and it doesn't work they're like oh fuck this i'll go buy the other one so, Dude, so a story to back that up, right? So that friggin' idiot we have in the office right now, Joe Biden, shut down one of these big the Keystone pipelines we have where we were pumping our own oil mm-hmm. and not buying it from our uh, from our friggin' friends overseas. So he gets in the office, he shuts down the pipeline, and then a hacker group shuts down the other pipeline that controls all of the gas and all that stuff on the southeast. So it was only down for like three or four days, but everyone panicked and bought all the gas for thousands of gas stations around our area. So there was no gas for days. That's not for you guys. We had gas in New Jersey because we don't have to pump it. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I don't know what that means. We don't pump our own gas at all. So like we're the only, we're one of two states that don't pump gas, like don't pump our own gas. How do you get gas in a vehicle? What happened? How do you get it in your vehicle? Someone you drive up and, and you say for you. I want uh, I want fill it regular, please. Yeah, Twenty dollars like, regular. Yeah, but like it doesn't matter. There's no gas to be pumped. Who cares who's actually? Oh, we didn't it. have a gas shortage at all. None. Oh, yeah, nothing dude. happened. People were filling up. Well, also the Trash pipeline. Bags, that, I saw that pipeline that we that, that was shut down didn't <laughs> control y'all's gas. It was the southeast. <laughs> Dude, people were filling up. Tra- yes, that's like a real thing. It's the dumbest shit I've ever saw in my life. People were like, filling up laundry baskets with uh, holes in them. 
I was like, are you an idiot? Because you're just wasting money. I mean, it was like one stupid decision that cascaded into a thousand stupid decisions. But it was <laughs> insane. But like you're saying, like I didn't realize that the that industry was so automated that a hack yeah. can shut down, you know, something crazy like the pipeline or whatever. So I mean, it, that's how ignorant I am. I mean, but, but dude, so like you're not wrong. All it's going to take is one bad day. And then, you know, all that's why I'm always so funny about digital stuff though. Cause I, I seem that... to constantly live in that reality where like, I don't even need to be hacked. My internet just might not work in the next hour. You start controlling, yeah. you start getting angry like an ape and stomping on the floor and throwing controllers everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're extreme things and I'm sure they're safeguarding against that because they're not idiots, but it, it's a, uh... You know, I, get, I get you. Yeah, it's like when I had Levi on the show, and Levi was like, "Well, I was like, Levi, Levi, what if an EMP came and like blew out all the servers? You can never get your games, and, and Steam yeah. just erased your entire account, and you couldn't get anything." That's an. Actual- I guess. I was going to say, I guess because you know, with with Steam, everything's digital, and I love it. I love it. I mean i I never got to answer the Xbox question. I would buy a Series S and just play all digital on it, and just use it for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I would. Yeah, I could buy one. I could have bought one today in store. Why would I buy one from the store? I would just do this stupid thing where you pay like $30 a month for it. Okay, now I, I, I want to ask just one right last thing because I didn't expect you to say that. But see, now this is the my twisted mind because you spend a lot of time on these machines. And, you know, I, I could buy the S, but for just a little bit more, I could buy the, the Series X and I know it's better. How do you get around the mindset where you are happy to buy the S when it's only a little bit more and you're going to spend so many hundreds of hours on it? Why wouldn't you just go for the better one? Because it's not where I'm primarily going to be playing games anyway. Uh, see, I, it would just annoy me not having it. I think. <laughs> no, here's the here's the difference though. I understand where he's coming from. He's not answering it correctly because I know Joe. The difference between the Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series X is not just well it has drive, but it also has more power. Mm. Like if I if I, I want the better power, which the Xbox S doesn't have, Joe doesn't care about graphics. So to him, there's no difference to him from buying the the, the uh, S. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm a fucking Nintendo S-series. player. You really think I care about graphics? <laughs> but see, there's no difference <laughs> between the <laughs> PS5 digital and the PS5. Is that they're the same system? Just one has a disc, one doesn't. But the specs right. are the same. Yeah, that's right. So it's not the same. Yep. With the yeah. Xbox. See, I would, I would do a digital PS5. Hmm. Hmm. See, I couldn't do that because I have 500 physical discs sitting behind me. Yes. Same. I can't. I can't <laughs> do that. I like, and it's another reason why, like, I can't justify buying an xbox at all really because i have so many games on my shelf and i have like 300 360 games that i still have to play too that are just sitting in my closet <laughs> still like, right, but look at it this way look at it this way the at the actual hard drives because now you're limited by the hard drives mm-hmm. the hard drives mm-hmm. on really the s are. are a little bit smaller yes. Yeah, yeah, but that's everything. Like, I'm limited on a hard drive whatever i play like i'm at the point on my nintendo switch where like i can't go all digital anymore and it's a sad, sad state because the next memory card up is half the price of buying a brand new Switch. And I just I just can't like in my mind fathom paying that much for a memory card. It's just it just doesn't compute in my mind. Yeah. Like I could buy like nine games with that money. Right. But here's here's where I was going with this. What if you bought the uh the, the all digital X mm-hmm. uh PS5 one mm-hmm. to save money? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you kept your PS4. 
No, I can't. Then I can't upgrade all my PS4 games to free PS5 games because you need hey, a disk drive. I, I want to uh, find out one thing about the uh, Xbox Series but, S. All but you don't care about graphics. Yeah, but I do care about trophies, and I can't True get that. them. But uh, let us not forget that the initials for the Xbox Series S is the Xbox SAD. <laughs> the S all digital. Just, I'm just saying. Well, look, I think the big winner of this conference has been the fact that now we can finally talk about Xbox and PlayStation evenly, which we've shown tonight. And that could only be possible with Xbox with a resounding win from this conference, <laughs> which, you know, is what it's what's happened. And, and to hear Daryl tonight, you know, say that, you know, he feels that in the next few months it will swing now towards the Xbox. And, and, and well, he didn't say that. Oh, he was that you? He, well, look, I put it in his. I imagine him saying that. We said we would said we would purchase them. We didn't say we were leaving uh, the Xbox. Yeah. Don't don't try and don't try and do that. Don't do that on this show. But you know, no. to detract from what Clyde said, that is true. That the real battle on both sides of these next gen consoles is the is the hardware size. Because having that wonderful Call of Duty at 195 gigabytes downloaded on Australian internet, absurd. I'll end up in jail next week because of that, guys. I'm sure. That's and, absolutely absurd. <laughs> That's absurd, and, right? and Elder Scrolls on there as well, which is not much shy of the 195. I can't even fit my Radar Flat of the Week on anymore. So it, it's a serious concern they need to address the, the hard drives. I don't well. think they want to, though. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, the, I, I like how they switched to solid-state drives, but then it created another problem. That solid-state drives are not the norm, and they're expensive. Yes. Eventually, they won't be. Oh, yeah, but that's going to be a while, Kalai. That's going to be like halfway through the console cycle, at least. Right, but as of right now, most of the games, as long as they're not an exclusive Xbox Series X game, can be played off a hard drive. That's the one where, That's the one place that, you know, Xbox has Sony beat. Because don't all the PS5 games have to be played off the solid stage drive, Daryl? Yep, you can store them on the external, but it, it doesn't, uh, that's right. it doesn't matter. Yeah, because they're built to run off the SSD. That's why they. That's why it loads faster, and that's why the the PS5 has faster load times because yep. it uses the solid state drive to the fullest extent. The solid state drive. Yeah, correct. Right, but even your PS4 games, if you put it on a PS5, yep. has- they load mm-hmm. like they load like two seconds. I watched Corey well, do it. I was like, what? It loads so fast sometimes, Kali, that the game has like hiccups and glitches because it's not supposed to load that fast. Because it's supposed yeah. to let you read text like. It's supposed to let you read, like, a menu. Like, you know how, like, games have those, like, load screens where, like, it shows you, like, shit? And it's supposed to load enough of it before it loads the game? Sometimes the game can't handle it because it's loading so fast. Dude, I, well, I mean, obviously I know what that is. My entire computer is solid-state drives. Yeah. That's why so- I use a PC. <laughs> and that's it. But that's why it creates, like, unnecessary crashes in games. And Corey was telling me, like, he has more crashes for PS4 games than he does for PS5 games now. Because the PS5 games are running faster than they're supposed to run. Well, who knows? Maybe, maybe next year. Like overclocking them. If if all goes well, we'll be able to have. I'll be able to have my gaming stick in one hand, my fun stick in the other hand, and I'll never need to <laughs> leave the house. That is our ultimate I, game. I, I I just I'm surprised that nobody went like the route of like Nintendo yet. Nobody has that like handheld answer. Nobody has like a portable option yet. Yeah, but that's because Nintendo is the only Oops. Japanese company left in gaming. That's true. Mm, but I, I I still feel like it's. <laughs> that's, but that's why the switch is the switch like i feel like the light is the light and it's it's good for kids and that's why they put it out and they it's good for people that travel but it's 
I just, I, don't know. I love that we I live think... in a world where you still say Nintendo and kids because the most perverted shit is on that system now and people still <laughs> oh, like, yeah. it's oh, a kid-friendly awesome. system. It's, 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 well, you know what it came down to? Nintendo was like, hey, this thing's profitable. We're going to put whatever the fuck we want on it because it's selling. I tell you, what, as soon as they get that it. red tube app on there, I'll be back. Uh, it's probably coming. I mean, it'll probably get there before Netflix. At this point, Jesus. Honestly, I don't think the Switch could handle Netflix. It would probably crash. Like, it can't handle much. That's why we don't have backgrounds and folders and shit like that. People think it's just because Nintendo doesn't want to do it. No, the UI has to be like so simple for that thing to run. I'm telling you. But it's like how how much more powerful of a Switch can you have in your hand before it's an atomic bomb? Like seriously, oh. like you can't make a much more powerful handheld system it's going to overheat or it's going to have problems. Like that's the, that's the problem we face going forward with mobile gaming. Uh, it's like, how can you play all this stuff mobily? These PS5, PS, Xbox series X games without them overheating the device you're playing it on. They're not meant to play those things. Even a phone, it's going to overheat a phone. I'm telling you. It's just going to explode. I'm just yeah. imagining like, it'd be okay. Like we're totally detracting here, but it would be okay to have red tube on the switch because you, even if you got some burn in there from the, the titties, you're oh playing so God. many anime games anyway. No one would know. You're just like, look, I'm just playing my switch anime games. They're kids friendly. Oh, it's, like AT, it's like ATM, right? Yeah. ATM. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys, you got anything else before we get out of here? That's it. No, I, I really enjoyed this conversation and I enjoy the banter. And I think that we put out a really good show this week. And I think that, you know, we got a lot off topic, but I think it led to a lot of good conversation. And as much as I hate Xbox, and it's not that I hate them, I just think I bought into an ecosystem and I'm like there. And I, I, I can't leave there because I can't justify like leaving everything else behind and going to the other side. Ah, we'll work and on I, you, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Give it a couple of weeks. Well, no, I get that. And I think that's where we need to move as gamers. I think we got to stop saying that, oh, Microsoft is better than PlayStation. PlayStation is better. I, I agree. I think I just bought into the ecosystem, Clyde. I don't think I should just hate on them just because I bought into an ecosystem anymore. I think I should show them the respect they deserve as a gaming company now. And they've really, they've really shown me in the last year or so that they care about gamers. And I, I'm sorry to say it. I love Sony, but they don't give a shit about us. <laughs> no, they don't. That's what you love about them. <laughs> but it's but it, like I see that in the way that they've handled PlayStation now. They just don't care what we want. It yeah. is. They don't, they don't, it's an they abusive act. relationship. Absolutely, it's, don't it's care. What you love. They hurt me, and yet <laughs> they, I make excuses for them. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, <laughs> it, it, it's like it's like it's like an abusive relationship where I can't quit. It's like <laughs> I mean, they keep beating me by. Charging me sixty dollars for a new game because you know everybody seventy knows. now seventy. No, actually, not all of them are seventy. I mean, Ratchet Clank was was Ratchet Clank seventy or was it fifty? Yeah, it was seventy. Oh, Jesus, yeah. they charge seventy for that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's expensive. I'll, I'll, I'll probably get it tomorrow. So now, Daryl, you have to buy multiple copies of games now, or are you sharing games between your children? Um. So, oh, see, my question isn't here yet, but he got the digital version, so he's gonna have to buy his games digitally. Oh crap! Means you gotta buy double copies. Yeah. Well, oh, you can share. See, that was the thing. You can share like, them. Buy once. I kind of already do. You know. Yeah, but don't you I buy multi physical? I, I do, but then I'll also buy them digitally on sale. So you got a problem, Daryl? It is. Do you have no you idea? Have a problem if you're buying the same <laughs> game twice. Do you, do you know there's times that I don't even download the free version of a game because I have a disc version of it? And I was like, you know, that's kind of stupid because the actual digital versions have less files to download and they download quicker. 
You would think it's the opposite way, but the actual disc versions are bigger. Well, I found that out the hard way. I was like, what? It's like, that's the dumbest shit ever, but it's true. So I do the opposite. I will, I'll uh, own the physical game and then like, I'll buy it and not ever get around to it, not open it. And then I will get the digital one for like 10 bucks. Like, oh, I'll just use that one. The other one's just, a, just an art piece now. <laughs> you, you, you know, you know, you're getting to the next level when you don't even remember what disc is in the system because you've been playing so many digital games. You, you yeah. open it and you go, "Wow, this was like two years ago." Well, that's a problem. Like, I feel like sometimes I go into my digital library and I'm like, "Did I buy all these games?" And then two, weren't there more games in here the last time I was in here? Did they, did they take games from me, or am I am I losing my mind? Because yeah. I'm, I'm like, I thought I had this game digitally, but I don't, and I thought I had this one, but I don't. I'm like, is Sony pulling a fast one on me and trying to make me buy the same game twice? <laughs> I feel like they are. <laughs> Slowly but surely taking them away from me. And they're like, ah, he doesn't know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so. All right, guys, this has been a fun one. I'm really glad we did this. Um, this is, uh, I will say that this is a precursor to next week, right? So next week, we're going to be talking about games that we want to play and finish throughout the year, uh, led by CJ and his spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Um, but the continuation of this story um, is it, it will be next week. Ultimately, when Joe has purchased his Xbox <laughs> and then right. has now <laughs> devoted himself to Phil Spencer, because someone who came in so incredibly strong oh, anti Xbox and I hail you all hail Phil. Oh, oh hell, Phil. <laughs> I tell you what, Joe, if you go out, if you make the step across, I'll welcome you with open arms. I'll give you three months of Game Pass for one dollar. How's that? Yeah. How's that for a mate? <laughs> what a deal. AHP, all hail Phil. There you go. As in, <laughs> he's trying to come up with a new title every week. So, yes, absolutely. So, Joe is making his descent into madness, and Corey I'd play, is. I'd rather play the friggin' uh, uh, with the R Zone on the fucking Tiger R Zone with the friggin' Dude. red. Little Corey goggles. is hanging on by a thread right now. Corey would probably kill me if he, if I ever bought an Xbox. I feel like, I feel like that would force him to fly down from Canada and like literally smash it on the ground. Oh well, look, it was good while it lasted. Daryl, can you book up a PS5 for me? Thanks. <laughs> yes. So what's funny is I have guys at work who are trying to buy a PS5 at the same time I was, who have not oh. been successful. Who have not been successful buying their first one, and here I am scoring my second one. So. <laughs> mean, hey, you meanwhile, Kalai's got all the computers. They're just putting them in a cart just for the fun of it. Oh, look, I can put it in a cart. I can put <laughs> She's it like, yeah, I got all the graphics cards. <laughs> no wonder no one can get one. one. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. We enjoyed it. This has been the Loot Bros Podcast. The Xbox Devotion Hour is now over. Bye. Check you later, guys. Thanks, guys. Can I stop? All hell, Phil. Just let it linger. In my head. (laughs) (laughs) Zombie. Zombie. Did you have to? Did you have to?